Hello, everyone. This is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube, and this is season four. Follow Goddamn GameCube on social for updates on the show and subscribe to us on YouTube for bonus video content. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Goddamn GameCube. This is season four, and you knew what we were going to start with, right? Like, we didn't have to tell you. Uh, today, we are going to be starting with Elden Ring. We've got some compliments. We've got some grievances. We are really happy to get season four off to a really fast start. So um, I'm actually going to kick it to Riley right away. Um, sure. But in the room, we have myself. We've got Nick, the intern and Riley. Please take it. Let's go. No, I. I uh, yeah. So before we get started, I just want to welcome everybody to season four. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break. Sorry for the false starts there, but you know we uh, we wanted to make sure this season was uh, extra special. We you know, uh, we adopt a philosophy here of continuous improvement, so we're going to be making a, a couple changes to the structure. Um, you know, a little bit more uh, semi-formal and uh, kind of opening up the room a little bit more. So I'm not uh, just talking your ears off. We're going to hear from everybody else a little bit more. Um, so let's start. Uh, Elden Ring came out a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. It is a 2022 action RPG developed by our beloved FromSoft. Uh, serves as somewhat of a spiritual successor to the Dark Souls trilogy, uh, but it also takes cues from other recent FromSoft titles as well. Uh, published again by Bandai Namco. We're back from uh, Activision from last time. Directed by uh, the great Hidetaka Miyazaki with uh, notably some world building aspects done by the author George R. R. Martin, famous for, you know, Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, all that good stuff. Um, so to start, I'm just going to address the setting slash premise. It's set in a place called The Lands Between. Players assume the role of a tarnished, which is basically a hollow from the Dark Souls world, um, tasked with confronting the offspring of the god Queen Marika uh, and challenging them for their inherited shards of the titular Elden Ring. So that is kind of, it's it's a very sort of Lord of the Ringsy, you know, uh, beginning where you have kind of this setup of, uh, of what you're going to do. Um, I want to start first with uh, a lot of the stuff that um, this this introduces, uh, that carries over mechanics, uh, features, kind of stuff from the previous games. Um, so I'm going to say uh, that the greatest strengths of the game, uh, they come from the level of customization and exploration available, uh, kind of hearkening back to the first two Dark Souls freedom of choice for your character as a defining aspect of the RPG genre. You don't really feel locked into a particular path, class, or play style in the first couple areas of the game. You can pretty much, you know, I respect at one point, you know, you can kind of, and I, I you know, I did hear that it, it wasn't necessarily considered sort of a capitulation. It's kind of like, oh, so, you know, maybe your character starts out as a knight and then they turn into a sorcerer at some point and that's kind of their own little story. Um, it keeps elements that worked good from previous games, like the flasks, um, instead of, you know, doing something else like the blood vials, whatever, um, you know, you can level them up with tears and seeds kind of similar to previous games. 
You have runes, which are basically souls as your currency, uh, and transmutable boss souls, um, which are now, I think, more useful than ever because you have the opportunity to duplicate them. And that kind of encourages experimentation if you want to try out a different spell or weapon or whatever. Um, there is a new block and counterattack move um, that kind of feels like an easier version of the Bloodborne uh, visceral attack. Um, I have no strong feelings about it personally, uh, but it does give you and sort of your peers, you know, the kind of uh, tarnished level enemies um, an extra kind of back pocket move. Did you guys like that? Did we're talking just, about guard counters, right? Is yeah, that like, you know, and you can go do like a shing, you know, yeah, right yeah, after yeah. it happens. You know, I like that they included it because it, in past, especially Dark Souls uh, titles, mm -hmm. you're not really that incentivized to use a shield unless you're going to parry. Right. Like actually blocking with a shield is typically not ideal yeah. in any of these games. It's but true. this game kind of made it optimal not i wouldn't say, I shouldn't say optimal you it's at least a reasonable it, choice to block it gives and you a little more attack. yeah incentive and i think like it's we're gonna get into this later but in terms of like having a big heavy shield character mm -hmm. you're right it has it is not uh ideal in most cases another reason i like it too um sorry if you were gonna bring this up a little later because you can it also allows you to poise break enemies a little right. easier as well yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's it there are certain opportunities, especially, I mean, just for like smaller ones where you mm. can pick up the pace of combat yep. a little bit more. Um, so they also have uh, stealth and jumping now borrowed from uh, our beloved Andy Sekiro. <laughs> uh, adds a little bit of uh, extra layers and options to the gameplay experience, but I didn't feel these were super well implemented. Um, platforming is kind of as derpy as ever, you know, maybe a little bit more control than, you know, the part in Bloodborne where you have to roll down to that little platform. It's it's very kind of, you know, just a luck is, is a huge factor. So it's I guess it's a little bit more intuitive now that you have control over your jumps. Um, but it is kind of hard to gauge what kind of falls are going to hurt or kill you. Mm -hmm. um, some items do exist to mitigate damage, but there's a limit. So, and it's, I found it, I don't know how you guys feel. I found it kind of hard to judge, like, is this going to kill me? Sure. Like, oh, there's a part of that too, where dexterity now has, has, uh, uh, has bearing on fall damage. Correct. So uh, I just don't know like how much of, how much of that math actually works or is like intended on working. Cause I feel there's a really funny chart that I saw where there's like, there's this I can't really describe the the meme and audio, but it's like the 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 amount of like space that has to happen for you to die. It's it, you can die from almost anywhere, and the the amount that dexterity helps you is like tiny, tiny. Yeah, yeah, it's tiny. I mean, another part with um the stealth mechanic, I so I didn't mind it, but it, it actually made the controls slightly worse in, sure. in my opinion. The stealth and the jump in. By by that I mean they had to reconfigure some actions. Like yeah. uh, putting a weapon in two hands is no longer a single button click; it's a combination. Yeah. So it, I I'm a little surprised that like a stealth mechanic took up an entire control function when you don't use it that much. When I feel like switching between one and two hands happens all the time, but yeah. it's now a dual command. Yeah, that, I, so that is definitely part of a trade-off. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I did want to bring up before we get off stealth altogether that it is like, at least for from my experience, clearly not based on vision, and it's definitely dependent on proximity. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if there is an enemy on the other side of like 
a one foot thick stone wall, they will detect you. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's they're gonna catch you even mm-hmm. if they don't lay eyes on you. Do you guys think it should have been in the game at all? Like stealth? Yeah. It's a good question. I think I use stealth a lot more in the beginning than the end because I feel like Limgrave, sort of how it was laid out, there's a lot of tall grass. There's a lot of ways to hide yourself, especially at the very beginning of the game when you're going to all those Knights of Godric and I believe it's the gateway area. Yeah. There's a lot of places to hide and kind of take these guys out one at a time. Yeah. It's like as a level nothing tarnished going in there with a club, you really don't have a lot of options for taking them out. The pro- so it's kind of nice. I won't say I wouldn't I wouldn't say stealth was amazingly implemented. Well, the, but- I think the problem I have with it is that it, it does suit, you know, the open world if you want to sneak by patrols or whatever. Yeah. But this is a problem I have with stealth in a lot of these types of games is that when it, it doesn't help you really when it comes to bosses mm-hmm. or anything, you know, big encounters that are mandatory. Was it implemented in them. any big encounters at all? No. Right. Big ones. No, right? I remember. The, this doesn't really count as a big encounter, kind of. But there's one cave in Kaled uh, where there's just a rune bear walking around, and you can hide in the grass. Oh yeah, in the it, cave, it was but... it was used in the caves. Um, there were, you know, I, I the uh, we're gonna get into this later, but the yeah. the player signs were so helpful in this game mm-hmm. for me. There was a lot of like complaining about like like I'm so sick of people's tricks, but like there's like. I think I thought it was always obvious when someone was lying mm-hmm. and like that, that was frequently like try stealth and it's, yep. it helps you cause there's like tall grass in those right. types of caves. But in terms of like the main story, anything like that, I didn't feel like it was super well utilized. No, I, I'm a little surprised that they didn't do the opposite where going into stealth mode was a dual button press and putting a weapon in two hands was still just hitting Y. That might've made a little more sense. I just feel like the amount of time that also cause stealth is, is um, stealth is it, a click. It's, it's not a really toggle. A it's press. not a hold. So I'm right. a little surprised yeah. they did it that way and yeah. it's not changeable either. Um, so moving on from that, uh, I did feel that the attributes that you can level up are pretty pared down and easy to understand. I was, you know, sometimes uh, in these games, I'm like, what does this do? And I thought everything was like, okay, I know what this is like right off the bat. I thought that was pretty, you know, and it's very clear like what that's going to affect and and they kind of spell it out for you pretty well. Um, There is kind of though, while we're still on attributes, I want to bring up that you were mentioning dexterity just does not have that much of an impact on um, fall damage. Mm -hmm. And it's also the case of, I was actually watching videos of, it does affect like your cast time when you're casting Mm -hmm. spells, but I was watching the footage. It's barely anything. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very, very, and I think- Frame to frame. Yeah, like like maybe you get another one or two off, like if you level it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think they maybe could have made that a little more impactful. Personally. Yeah, what I heard about that is uh, there's a there's a talisman. I think it's the Radigan icon that increases your cast speed. Right. It basically does the same thing as 30 points of dexterity. Yeah. So, so it's you like might as well just find that. Exactly. If you, if you, if you well, on the it. subject of attributes, though, I what I actually liked about this game um, was that the attributes and what they do made more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like um, the Dark Souls franchise has tried to almost change it up or it goes back and forth it goes back and forth like i'm in some of the entries like your um your equipment load and your endurance were different stats yeah yeah. your your vitality also does this and i thought in this game it made more sense 
where it's very clear cut. Yep. Where I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, in, in uh, under the description of your strength stat, it also increases your physical defense. It does. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, if you're strong, physical defense is going to increase. If you're dexterous, you're going to take less damage from falling. You're going to do things faster. It just makes a little more sense. Yeah. Than it has in other entries. And yeah. dexterity is also uh, good because doesn't it also govern how easily or not easily you're knocked off torrent? Yeah. Yeah. The horse. So, yeah. For sure. sure. Um, so you mentioned it, kind of in the, in the, the same vein, you mentioned poise earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the poise system to me is a complete mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it felt very frustrating during situations where you get knocked down and your character won't get back up. Even on foot, you know, we, we talked about getting knocked off torrent. Um, the, I felt like for some reason in this game, it was happening a lot more where you were just kind of on your back and it was like, get the fuck up. You know (laughs) what I mean? Um, but I did like, there was one other thing. Um, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with poise, but I like this new thing where you get knocked back while you're guarding and you slide back. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. It made the fights a little bit more interesting and kinetic kind of like anime moment. (laughs) But, um, speaking of, um, the uh you know get up you know mm. mashing b or circle or whatever to get your person up you and i i didn't talk to you nick about this i didn't uh, think to ask you um, oh, wow okay no I, I i for whatever reason it just it just we you can share it now but i asked greg about uh input lag um yes i experienced mm. a good amount of this and i was having some computer troubles at the time. And I, so I wasn't sure if it was something with the driver in my controller or something, but you mentioned it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Input lag unresponsiveness affected uh, both Greg and myself to the point where I was like mashing buttons uh, every time I needed my character to perform a certain action. Yeah. So what's actually interesting for our audience listening, a pretty cool trio that we have talking about this uh, game because we all played it on a different platform. That's true. I played yeah. it on the series X Riley was on PC and Nick was on PS5. Oh, so yeah, we're yeah. give you a taste of all three. Mm-hmm. Sure. So did um, you experience that at all, Nick? All right. So I experienced the same. I'm not sure if you can call it input lag, but I experienced the same frustration with that as I experienced with Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Where sometimes you'd hit the button and would not do anything, or it would also, I think it might be called input memory. Like you input a roll, but you get knocked back. But even after that sequence happens, is you still roll. Well, that's what's kind yeah. of frustrating about it is that those those are like uncancelable yeah exactly so if you are thinking that it's not working and you mash r1 a little too many times then Mm -hmm. it's gonna you know fuck you up i experienced the same thing in dark souls 3 and i it's funny because i don't experience that in bloodborne where i think that game is very responsive to everything you do but then dark souls 3 and then this game weren't quite as there. I wouldn't say I experienced a ton of input lag issues, but I well, think a little bit. The biggest control issues that I had were number one was input lag. Number two, I talked to you guys about this a lot. My targeting system was half broken the whole game. Really? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what was happening. I can sympathize with this. So, so go ahead. So we haven't talked about the horse at all, but what, what I tended to happen to me was when I am trying to lock on to a target on a horse, the target would move to non-enemy characters all the time. Animals, oh, yeah, yes, yes. It would animals, target like yeah. unimportant stuff. And of course, your camera flips. It happened to me so often. I just, I didn't understand. Like I tried to toggle, you know, there were a couple of different um, 
targeting controls you can change like auto target for you yes or no move target after death yes or no nothing helped this right and i found i found myself in several frustrating like situations where this targeting system to me felt a little bit more broken than i've experienced in the franchise but in theory it's the same i yeah. don't understand what i think was it's, happening. i think it's mainly because of the open world and you know they animals can be killed for resources or whatever mm -hmm. So I guess you should be able to lock onto them, but you mentioned maybe they should have just added like a like a menu toggle. Like, do you want to be able to lock onto non-hostile? Oh, that's a non-hostile whatever. Yeah, I, I'm surprised it wasn't in there. Yeah, I did experience a little bit of that. I, I think at the beginning lot. when you mentioned that in the ch when our group chat, I said, okay, this is like a, this is a Greg problem, whatever. I'm just gonna ignore <laughs> it. Yeah. But then later on, I'm like, it mostly happened to me when there were a lot of enemies and other things. So I think your your point, Riley, I think that's what it is. When there's too many of these non-hostile, like you know, deer or whatever around there's you. There's like herds of whatever. Yeah. Like squirrels and like, stuff. You try to lock on to, like I'm trying to lock on to you who is sitting right in front of me right now. But oh. then it locks onto my bookshelf over there sure, instead. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. what the hell? What's it's going like, on? It's, yeah. That's that's just kind of frustrating because it, it's a little bit of a barrier between you and your character. Like yeah. Where I'm I'm saying no this, and then you're you're, you're the game is kind of getting in the way, right? Well, know? I think the um the I feel like the blessing and curse of FromSoft games is they are incredibly precise. Yeah. And when mm -hmm. the game fails at being incredibly precise, it makes me mad. It yeah. makes me feel stupid for, yeah. for, for calling it. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this more later, but it makes we these games get a lot of shit for being too hard. And it's I've always considered them mainly tough, but fair. Mm -hmm. And when they're not, when they are, are unfair, I feel stupid. Yeah, um, no, I'm yeah. with you. Dude. Totally agree. But, Stuff like that frustrates me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to move on to um, Ashes of War. Mm. Uh, they allow you to add certain special moves that consume uh, like your blue meter, your FP, magic, whatever, um, kind of similar to Dark Souls 3, where that was the case uh, to your weapons. Many of these also alter the way these weapons scale according to your attributes, which I did like that. I mean, I like that you have one extra thing that can kind of turn the tide one way yeah. or another, depending on what move. And I also yeah. thought like another one of these gameplay decisions where it just made the RPG-ness of this game make a little more sense. Yeah. Where if you do this to your weapon, it's going to scale differently because of the move you've put on it. Right. I I, I like this. I, I don't know whether you'd call it a change or just sort of a variation on their theme. I thought changing the scaling with what special weapon move you have was fine. Yeah. I won't 100%. go too long on this, but uh, I, I loved this system because of how customized you could get. Yeah. And the other thing I, well, okay. So I guess first off it kind of started dark souls. One kind of had some of that going on, but dark souls three is really where they started with weapon skills. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this one now, pr every weapon has pretty much has a weapon skill. You can put on almost anything to a standard weapon. And the other thing I really liked is when you get the cert, the different wet blades, you can add different scaling, even if you put on, like, let's say you put on a flame attack on your on your weapon. Yeah. You could use the iron wet blade so it then scales with strength instead right. of scaling with faith, like if mm -hmm. it was well, fire, which it, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a little bit kind of, um, it's, it's, it's a more flexible version of how you used to kind of, in the previous games, use this particular type yeah. of stone, and then you had to revert it, whatever, you know, melt stone yep. or whatever in Demon's Souls. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing. And I really like it. I'm not sure how often we'll talk about weapon skills here, so I'm going to say it right now. I feel like the their overhaul of the weapon skill system really adds to the minute to minute gameplay of this game, because 
I, in Dark Souls 3, I mean, I didn't, the weapon skills, they weren't really all that useful, to be honest. I barely use them. Yeah. But in Elden Ring, I use weapon skills all the time. Yeah. And yeah. most of the time, it's better than just hitting yeah. R1. I mean, well, in Dark Souls 3, you're better off swinging away. Right. Yeah. But in Elden Ring, it kind of opens up more opportunities. Like, okay, I'm at this distance away. Instead of running in and hitting R1, let me use my weapon skill from here, and mm-hmm. then I can charge in and use an R1 or an R2. Well, the biggest compliment I can pay it is that if I was struggling for a bo- with a boss, mm-hmm. and then I decide, like what if what happens if i use this weapon or this skill yeah. and then it changes it completely the boss mm-hmm. is a lot more uh manageable yep exactly. so um i that's i think a very worthy inclusion mm-hmm. um i see no reason to remove it if they if they persist with making mm-hmm. these types of games i agree um on the other hand we have uh ash summons and spirit tuning which uh allows you to collect the spirits of npcs and enemies to help you in battle, which is a first for the series, um, besides, you know, summoning uh, friendlies and stuff like that. Their usage is mandatory for the vast majority of players to complete the game. Greg had a point here. Let's let's hear. Yeah, from I think so. We had uh, many discussions about this off mic, sort of uh, positive and negative about their inclusion in the game. Mm-hmm. It's something worth discussing where I I was actually talking with one of my other friends about this specific aspect where I think Elden Ring at its core was built to be a little more playful for better or worse to to us in this room. That's not always good. Um, I found myself like I in every other Dark Souls game. I solo. I'm not, I'm not like trying to sound like like I'm just better than everybody at these games. I'm not. <laughs> but I found myself I beat every boss solo in every game. But oh, in Elden I'll, Ring, I'll gladly like brag. Yeah, you I'm not sure, I mean? <laughs> but I mean, in in Elden Ring, I said, I feel like a lot of these bosses and encounters are built for you to summon your buddies and play around. Like, yeah, it just felt like a spirit of the game, for better or worse, was it is playful. <laughs> spirit of the game. I Perhaps, like you. Uh, yeah. I like that. Perhaps uh, maybe making a little more accessible to uh, and it's almost like a way well. to make the game quote unquote easier and but appeasing the debate of there shouldn't be difficulty sliders. Yeah. And I, I mean, don't really want to get into that. And I mean, um, I'll get more into this later, but yeah. I think the problem of that is that it is, you know, you add that option, fine, but the game is not balanced enough for no. single player no it's not at all no, no um do you have anything else to add nick yeah uh spirit th- this this whole system is incredibly controversial like i have no idea if i like it or if i don't like it because mm-hmm. i did make use of uh the spirit summons for a number of bosses because greg like you said i feel like a lot of especially the late game encounters were were created based on you using a spirit ash in combat. Right. Yes. Um, Which I, Oh God, I am not sure if I like that. However, I, it, they definitely tried to make the game a little bit more accessible, which I can't fault them for trying that. I believe I read somewhere. Um, they wanted to improve the, uh, their games clear rates. So interesting as a create, you know, we're all content creators here. We Mm -hmm. want people to actually enjoy all of our stuff and get through to the end. So I can sympathize with a game creator saying, Hey, no one, people don't beat my games. They start them, but they don't finish them. How can I help them do that without adding easy, normal, hard? I think a problem that I, I think Riley, you brought this up, I think a few minutes ago was that it feels like the game was per- perhaps leaned over that line too far where the bosses are built for you to play with your friends and if you choose not to it's not very enjoyable where i feel like the other games 
The other games did it way differently, where if you wanted to summon, you can do that, but difficulty scales up with yeah, the you. This yeah, was way different. Like They don't do that. I think where when I started to sort of... I think when I when I play this game is also very long. Mm -hmm. So when I started playing this game and I started summoning for fun, I said, "Oh, this is like cute. Like I have wolves with me and squid buddies. Like okay." Yeah. But then I found myself summoning every single mm -hmm. time, and I said, "I don't. I think what's that quote? Uh, I think maybe we went a little too far in places." <laughs> uh, uh, George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I may have gone too far in a few places. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we got a lot to cover, so let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's move right along let's here. Let's move right along. Um, so this game, notoriously, is the first fully open world one. Yes. Um, this is uh, sort of uh, augmented by your uh, friend Torrent, mm -hmm. who is uh, sort of a horse and sort of like a billy goat, kind of, you know? <laughs> like he's of, got yeah. the horns. Mm -hmm. yep. And a spirit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, oh, true. yeah you'll get him shortly into the game. Mm -hmm. um, Helps navigate the open world with speed and ease. Um, horseback uh, does add a lot of excitement to boss battles in the field, especially uh, those uh, 1v1 sort of mounted engagements like the Tree Sentinels and the Knight's Cavalry. I thought those were, were very well realized. I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing. They work well with the lock-on. Um, the only problem I had with Torrent was if it is a sort of tenuous footing kind of situation. I mean, as it would be in real life, I guess, sure. But I found it very hard to not like, to make sure he didn't fall over the cliff. Yeah, I uh, I understand. I think, <laughs> I think it almost goes back to the fall damage issue too. I'm not sure when I'm going to jump with, with torrent and die. Yeah. I don't really, yeah. I didn't really have a good gauge when that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're going to talk about this next we were discussing off mic how Torrent's moveset is also very limited and there was perhaps some additional stuff they tried during beta testing that didn't make it. Maybe, yeah. I, I felt there there could have been, what well, we were talking about, maybe that he could have taken more damage or something like that. That was, uh, you know, it seems kind of like an obvious idea, like to have some, you have so much variety in all other aspects of the game. All you can really do is swing left and right. And because, I, like, other horseback enemies can kick you and do things to you, but yeah, you can't, true, you can't yeah. do it back. Yeah. And I don't inherently mind it, to be honest I, with I didn't, you. But you know what it is? I don't yeah. think I minded it, but the game is so detailed in every other aspect yeah. of combat. It's more of just a missed opportunity than an actual or problem. Perhaps. I mean, I'm going to make try to make a joke here. I was okay. about to say perhaps it would have made the game too easy, but they already did that with spirit <laughs> summoning. That's true. So why not? I well, don't know. I think I th it could have been, you know, way, maybe a way to spend your runes or something or some other uh, finite item like, oh, you can uh, have Torrent do the back kick now or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sure. I mean, Horse skills. Yeah. I mean, my thing with Torrent, it's like I, I don't mind that you can only swing two diff two ways, really, because I feel like they wanted to make Torrent an option and not mandatory. Because yeah. if mm -hmm. you had your full moveset on top of Torrent, I feel like why would you ever be on foot? So they yeah, wanted to yeah. give you that option. I feel like that was the thing here. If Torrent is more powerful. of like, I feel like they they really designed Torrent to be the vessel to get around. Yeah. 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 Totally. And you know, for and that, to that end, I think he does a pretty good job at that. There is one, if we're going to talk missed opportunities, I think there's one mm. where I don't think this is a Greg rant. Oh, no. I thought you would get at least one or two specific bosses on horseback mandatory. I'm going to talk about one later Wait, that okay. I thought should have done that. So did you guys ever play Darksiders? The, the <laughs> Zelda say, Did you ever play Dark Souls? <laughs> no. No, actually. Did you ever play Darksiders? <laughs> I didn't, like, no. it's the Zelda 
spin-off rip-off, but it's more adult. Okay. They did this where you had a... I can't believe I'm bringing up this game. Siders, they did yeah. they did a very similar thing where you have a spirit horse and there were a couple of boss battles where the boss was so much faster than you that you had to ride mm-hmm. and, and fight at the same time to do it. Mm-hmm. I thought Elden Ring would do this. If Torrent is a main character, I thought maybe you'd have like a fight where you can't, the footing is tenuous so you can't run or like some sort of tenuous surface where you had to ride. They kind of do it once, but not really. Yeah, I... Yeah, go ahead, Nick. I was gonna say I feel like um, with Torrent, like he's really useful, especially in combat in the beginning of the game. But because he never really gets any better, he's kind of forgotten about toward yeah, the end. Sure. Like I remember at the beginning, I was always like, "Oh, good, oh, good." Torrent took the hit instead of me. Perfect. Then at the end, I'm like, "Shit, no!" Torrent got hit. He's gonna die. I want to take the hit instead. Yeah, that's how I felt about there's it. There's no real, um, there's no Torrent quest. I thought there might be, I thought there might be some, a little bit more development, like where you find out like where he's from or Mm -hmm. something, or, you know, like there's, you find a stable with a bunch of torrents and it's like, Oh, look, that's where you're from. But nothing really happens with him. Um, I wanted to bring up something super quick Mm -hmm. and I'm going to feel really stupid if I was missing something. (laughs) No one else has talked. You guys haven't talked about this. I did some cursory searching and nobody talked about this. I'm not sure if I was missing a setting or something, but here's a huge problem I had with the torrent experience. Okay. You can revive torrent using a sip of the red flask, mm-hmm. but this feature is very frustrating because the most common occasions where this happens are when you have been sort of unhorsed or torrent is killed temporarily. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you're faced with a yes, no prompt that defaults to no. Dude, that, I fucking hate this. That makes this. Thank you for saying this. It makes this. the process so oh. unnecessarily convoluted and stressful because it's like, I'm in the middle of combat. Oh, do I want to? Do, I always, the answer to this question is always, always yes. yes. Exactly. So don't ask me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so I wasn't sure if I was missing a, uh, what, something where it defaults to yes you or something. You no, I just think this goes back to this game has more control issues than I remember. Right. Like, as we're, yeah, we're ta- talking know, about. They've made all. some quality of life improvements as the game has gone on through. Uh, bug fixes and patches. Yeah. I'm very surprised they haven't patched that. Very um, surprised. I'm surprised that's not a setting. Auto or a setting. Right. Yeah. 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 And similarly, um, when you receive an item from a felled enemy now, you are now faced with a press Y to OK prompt or mm-hmm. press triangle, whatever, mm-hmm. um, that will not go away until you press that specific button that it's yeah. prompting you to press. So in the middle of combat, this can happen. And it's extremely frustrating because I'm like, oh, I can't hit R1 because I have to, oh, oh, fuck. I I have this, (laughs) I picked up an item. Um, And I just don't understand why we haven't had a problem with this until now. I think it might have been something you were saying about like how the stealth and jumping shuffled everything around. Yeah. But I don't know why you can't just hit any button. You know what I mean? The one that made me, like the item one is definitely annoying, but the one that made me the most mad was like pulling a lever in a catacomb because you literally cannot do anything anything until you make that prompt go away that is what made me the most angry i'm surprised i could be crazy in dark souls one if you walk too far away from the item you picked up doesn't the message go away am i crazy in one of the games i think that happens where if you pick up an item and enough time or distance goes by it kills the menu i could be wrong i think i'm right maybe i'm just i'm so used to like a or or x or just let any button do it yeah it should have been any button yeah oh well Anyway, um, anyway, indeed. So, uh, sites of grace are, uh, sort of the new bonfires, Mm. uh, and they can be fast traveled to from the start. So long as no enemies are nearby, but for once I didn't have a huge problem with this. 
Um, I thought it was kind of a welcome convenience that suited the open world. Kind of have to, I think, at this Go point. Go ahead, Greg. So Greg has grievances with this. Of course mm-hmm. he does. Why doesn't so, he? So Nick, you and I have uh, talked uh, <laughs> about this off mic a little bit. Ooh, okay. So, okay. Here's my problem with this. Well, I mean, they're just bonfires. We also haven't made a joke yet where Dark Souls has just become a mad lib at this point. Yeah, pretty yeah. Like blah, blah, yeah. blah, tarnished undead, blah, 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 <laughs> whatever. Blah, blah. Sight of Grace's bonfires, whatever. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. So the, my problem with this Sight of Grace's thing is I, I don't want to dip too far into like the, the gameplay philosophy of this game yet. I, we're probably going to get there. Mm-hmm. My problem is... Dark Souls and this franchise, you're supposed to feel in danger. You're supposed to feel like this pressure on you to perform or this pressure on you to succeed. And it's very oppressive. What I did not like about this site of grace thing was you can warp to a site of grace from anywhere. Yeah. And here's the problem. The dungeons. Like status ailments are worthless. Like in this game. Oh no, I'm poisoned. I'm going to die fast travel. And it goes away. Like that's, that bothers me where here's where Here's where I thought they would change this, and they don't quite get there. Here's what let's go to let's take an example. Let's take like Stormville Castle or, yeah. or like one of the quote unquote main dungeons. I thought what they would do is if you cannot ride torrent, you cannot fast travel. But they don't do that. So when you're in a main dungeon, what what does it matter that it has a recursive level design? Or what does it matter if I'm discovering other sites of graces? You can warp to anyone at any time. Correct. Or, or like what does it matter if I'm struggling with this area? I can just teleport. So what bothered me a little was I thought they were going to do the out in the open world, you can fast travel. But in a, in these main areas, you cannot. It short, uh, very shortly put, I thought if you can ride Torrent, you can fast travel. If you can't ride him, you are not allowed to. But that's not the case. You can do it really almost anywhere all the time. And I think it... It, it almost I hate even saying this live on the internet it almost defeats the whole game like at some points and I don't like that but you guys can say whatever you want no just to wrap up my thoughts I guess I, I think in the open world they worked very well for me mm-hmm. um, maybe we should have like disabled them in the dungeons or something mm-hmm. but this, this certain uh, in the beginning of this game I was getting some like oblivion kind of mm-hmm. uh, vibes and that's something that doesn't bother me about oblivion either it's like the open world it's like it's it just because there's so much questing and you know i need to get this specific place to fulfill this whatever i didn't mind it as much in this one uh nick do you do you have anything to add yeah i think man yeah you guys are gonna hate me man i just love as i get older i just like convenience (laughs) (laughs) to be honest like i I, I get, okay, Greg, I do like your idea of maybe something like a Stormville Castle, Volcano Man, or something like that. If you can when, ride Torrent, you can fast right. travel. If you can't ride him, how are you traveling fast? Right. Yeah, so right. I, I kind of got that image in my head of like you fast traveling and then kind of like in fucking like Pokemon, you like you have the fly animation, but you get Torrent and you start going yeah. somewhere. And I kind of like yeah. that. But I think for the most part, it didn't bother me, honestly. It sure, also yeah. bothers me because it makes the game feel very station to station. Like it feels Sorry, very yeah. point to point rather than there is so much you can do or there is there it, the game, blah, blah, blah. This game doesn't feel recursive anymore and I don't like it next. Um, no, I guess. So uh, another point I had about the, uh, we got a lot to do. There's a lot. We haven't even gotten to the we, game. We got to pick up my food. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, sites of grace, um, just to kind of put a pin on it here. I thought another thing that was odd about it was, um, in the beginning, you have uh, the maiden. Uh, what's her name? 
Oh, Melina? Right, right, right. So you have her, and I thought initially, I was like, so they're kind of doing a best of both worlds between bonfires and maidens when it comes to leveling mm -hmm. because oh, thank God that's well, a positive aspect. Well, that this is, game. yes, that's a positive aspect. However, uh -oh. um, she appears so infrequently that it, I, I wonder why they bothered at all. She only pops up at the at story only, points. You can only talk to her after like a significant story event. And I'm like, why even, you know, bother with that when you can just level up at the, at the bonfire, at you know? least they stop doing the warp back, warp back yeah. to level. Oh my god! Like they got it right in Dark Souls One. Don't stop the action just to level up. Like if you had to go to the round table just to level oh up, my that would have made me really mad. Yeah. Think, hey, that's a gameplay positive. I'll yes, take it. I, I will okay. take it. Yep. Um. So another positive, I would say the map is vaguer than many open world games, but mm -hmm. just specific enough to not be frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, NPCs in particular, I thought that was really awesome where you, you can just see them on there. Huh, you know what's funny? That wasn't always the case. Really? Really? They patched that in. Really? About like a week or two into the game, they oh, patched that in. Yeah, originally, I was I literally, I felt like I was playing an old school RPG like that didn't have a quest tracker. I had a, I literally had to have a white line piece of paper, Fuck a notebook yeah. next to me, like writing down, too. okay, Blythe is here. The shop is here. Dude, so I sure. literally like had like a same thing. I yeah. had a blank piece of paper in front of me with a pen and I wrote quests. I'm in the middle yep. of where are they? Like what things I want to do next time I play. Cause it wasn't tracked. You know, yeah. I don't mind the convenience of them labeling on the map, but I kind of liked having my white line piece of paper <laughs> with what yeah. all the shops were and where the merchants yeah. were. I didn't mind it. When it comes to quests, I think I think for me, like Oblivion is like the gold standard of mm -hmm. like it feels like someone writing. I was just here and I was yes. talking to this person. And yeah, yeah I think an actual that, diary. I like, yeah, mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Exactly. But um, no, I, I think the freedom to place badges as well at personal points yeah, of interest. Totally. It uh, feels very on brand for FromSoft. It feels like kind of an extrap. Oh, yeah, they would do it this way. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, finding map stones is very fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. I like that they are also vaguely labeled on your yes. map. Mm -hmm. um, I did feel there was room for improvement when it comes to communicating altitude, oh, especially yes. Yes. in Lyurnia. Thank you. Um, yes. With the, uh, in particular, the Albanoric. <laughs> I was good. Uh, that was the you. exact example. And, and, and the, the map doesn't align. And yeah. the, um, what is it called? The altar? Yes. The, yes. The, uh, Ultra right, Moonlight. Same, right. Yes. Yeah. That I I was so messed up by that. Me too. I tried so hard to get up there like, from the Albaneric so village. How do I get? You know. Yeah. So they, uh, maybe it's asking for too much. Perhaps to have a multi-tiered map with like you, you know games do this all the time. I mean they did it with the Below they, World. They did. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's right. They kind of did it. But it's yeah. harder if if it's all in like the overworld. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Um. But uh. Yeah, so, you know, you got your open world. Uh, each region has at least one sort of main dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, these were probably, like, the, the most fun for me. Um, kind of uh, more substantial, and it offers sort of a more traditional uh, Dark Souls-y level design to, to give the uh, experience some variety. So it's not just, you know, traversing the open mm -hmm. world, Sarah. Um, less successful, I found, are the sort of the Elder Scrolls or Bloodborne-style mini dungeons. Yep. Um, they, I, I was excited at first cause it seemed pretty, um, well-crafted, um, but they're very sort of copy pasted sort of in, in both design, you know, structure and in content, there's a lot of reused stuff. It just sort of, to me, feels like unnecessary padding and it sort of pervaded the whole experience where, cause I wanted to see like whatever this game had to offer. And it just like, it was a very sort of, it felt beneath 
the overall yes. experience. I agree. Um, that was probably one of my biggest flaws with the game is what you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at the amount of quote unquote copy pasta dungeons and copy pasta content. I feel the same way where I play a from, I mean, this sounds like so elitist. Like I play from <laughs> soft games cause they're above that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just, it's, it, it happens too often. Like how many of them are 30, 40? There are a lot. Quite a few. There's a lot. Yeah. And I, there it's kind of like either a cave or a catacomb. There's a lot of pull lever open door fight thing. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot. Good. Yeah, I feel like um for uh, from a lore perspective, the catacombs being by all those erd trees makes sense, but having to do the same exact puzzle for pretty much all of them, I was I was a, I was a bit turned off by that. I was like, "Hmm. Why is Okay. But I mean, I guess uh in on another note though, I thought the caves were more interesting than the catacombs. Sure. Because like sure. one of the very first places you can get to in Limgrave is that cave with like um there's a beast man boss in there, it's just a bunch yes. of wolves and stuff. Yeah. I thought and like there's the caves, like there's the rune bear cave where you sneak around. There's like the scarlet rock cave well, that's like get, on the side um, of the mountain. You get the mines too, and those are kind of interesting. Oh, I like the mines actually. I, a I kind of forgot more about verticality. Those. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of, uh, end this section here, I, it's a good opportunity to bring up sort of, um, I wanted to ask you guys sort of your opinion about how the, uh, open world experience translated into souls overall. Uh, my personal opinion is that certain things, um, they did very well where in terms of these repetitive dungeons, at least there is a unique reward at the end of all of them. Yeah. Um, but I felt like they fell into a lot of the similar traps that open world games fall into. And that was a little disappointing. God. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you and I are in agreement here where I think one of the first things I typed in our mutual chat was, I think open world dark souls works, but I don't know if it makes it better. Like not necessarily. It um, functions. It does function <laughs> like this. I, sh- you know, I'm not going to go to as far to say it doesn't. It right. definitely functions. Um, Nick, before I kick it to you, there Uh-oh. is one aspect of world uh, uh, traversing that we haven't talked about, and I don't know if I like it. I'm not okay. sure, but it's sure. really quirky. What, the, the springs? Um, is that the thing where you get warped to a totally different part <laughs> of the map? No, I was talking about the... the- no, oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's hokey that. and I don't care about it. All right. Like, Fair enough. I think the, you guys encountered this, right? Where you, you encounter a trap and it sends you to a part <laughs> of the world you've never been to. Right. I don't know if I like it. Loved it. I, Loved so it. I think I liked it once okay. where you, yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. in Limgrave that takes you to a high level area. It's like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened to me? Well, you wind up in one of those mines. Yes, right? yes, yes. yes. Mine, I yeah. think what happened was it started spoiling end game areas before I got there. And yeah. I started not liking that because I, a big part of the soul's like vista for me is whoa look at this new place I'm in. But when it spoils a little bit of it, it made me feel weird. Like a place that you can't reasonably explore yes, until later. And it disconnects me from the game a little. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it, it made sense. sense like when it was in the, the chest, the fog comes out and it's like, oh, well, we haven't seen this before. Sure. I thought it was going to be a mimic or something. Yeah. But like there are some that like t- can take you to the capital like 30 seconds into the game or yeah. I shouldn't say that. It can take you to the capital really early, but I'm like, oh, I thought that would be like a special moment. Right. It's kind of It odd. is a dead end, though. It is a dead end, but it but, feels weird yeah. that I was spoiled with the I also, was. I'm kind of like that about like, don't show me late game areas and like trailers, you know, yeah, like I want to have like a wow. And yeah, there are, exactly. there are those moments if you happen to miss those traps. Um, but if it's all right, I'd like to get into uh, aesthetic stuff. Um, oh, unless okay. you have anything else to add or 
I was gonna just touch on the exploration because I have not answered the question of whether I like the open oh, yeah, world yeah, aspect. Sorry, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> so I will say uh, I'm not even gonna count like the dungeons and whatever because those honestly some of those are hit or miss for me. Yeah, I think where this game really excelled in being an open world game is the exploration. Mm-hmm. I think Torrent was is probably one of the best iterations of a horse based me- mechanic I've seen in video games in a long time. Mm-hmm. Typically with horses in games, you hit a button. The horse comes to you. It might not even be next to you. You hit another button to get on the horse. Then you can start. No, no, no. In this game, you hit one button. You automatically jump on torrent and you're sprinting. Yeah. And you're ready to go. It's pretty sweet. fucking whistle is burned in my brain. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's the spirit springs that allow you to scale the mountains. Yeah. There's also, if you're trying to get down, they sometimes have those like little lips sticking out that you can kind of jump down to get to lower areas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this might be uh, my only opportunity to talk about. Uh, oh, you're you can- talking about like the headstones that yes, come out. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it allows you like more ease, means of access to other areas. You know, because I feel like in other open world games, sometimes getting somewhere is a gigantic pain in the ass. Yeah. But in Elden Ring, I never felt that. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it mm-hmm. was very easily traversable. And I think that's... Very rarely, if at all. Yeah. And I think that that's very high praise for sure. an open world game. Sure. Um, you know, they were talking a little bit about how they don't... They wanted to make Torrent, like, completely responsive. Like, um, mm-hmm. a little... They didn't want it to be, like, Shadow of the Colossus, where the yeah. horse kind of listens to you. But it yeah. Doesn't. So it's, like, it's a very responsive kind of thing, except for those moments where it's just, like, why... Why did this happen? You're just yeah. healing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so if it's okay, let's get into uh, aesthetic presentation kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. super quick. Um, I have some grievances in terms of... Um, so this game does look a little dated, but that's not really my concern. Uh, sort of a dated level of fidelity. Um, you know, it's kind of the it kind of looks pretty similar to Dark Souls 3, I guess. Um, not as much of a concern for me as sort of an inconsistent art style. Um, oftentimes sort of a cluttered palette, uh, some muddy colors and composition I found. And I think what the case was in a lot of places was that the Erd tree itself, like sort of the main, uh, pillar of the horizon in this game, it sort of cast this yellow green light on everything. And I think some places that works really well and some places it just doesn't for me. Mm -hmm. And the strange thing is like, I'm not sure how much of this is intentional, because when you get to a place like Caled, that province, it's supposed to look really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 supposed to have the unnatural feeling um, works in its favor because it's a really kind of messed up place. But when you're coming out in like Limgrave or something, I think it should look like relatively normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a problem with that. Uh, every now and then you do get something really, I was sending you guys like photos here and there, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of nice looking sunsets or something like that. And it reminded me a lot of halo infinite Uh-oh. where we were talking about, you know, how, when the sun goes behind the halo ring, it looks like really nice. But other times it's like you, you were talking about the peeling the grass off or whatever. Yeah, peel the paint off the grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing that bad. Yeah. But you know, it did have that kind of back and forth, like, wow, this looks amazing. Or wow, it doesn't really look that great. Like I, I mean, you and I might differ on this. Like, I thought Caleb like looked some of the worst. Like in the game, it just—I know it's supposed to look unnatural and gross, but it kind of looked a little bit like Mass Effect Mars, like Play-Doh-y. Yeah. It's a little I weird. It's kind of intentional. It, I think it's—it but... could be intentional. I just don't love it. Sure, it, possible. Um, the sheer scale of the game, I think, is what is makes for this kind of inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that translates also for me to. 
um, enemy designs, you know, character designs, everything. Um, for every sort of exciting design, there's kind of also like a less inspired one to match it, in my opinion. Um, even good designs sort of, for me, wore out their welcome with so many repeat bosses, larger enemies, that kind of thing. I did uh, do a little count here. Um, <laughs> so we have 12 dragon bosses. They're all pretty much the same, just different elements they, they breathe. Um, five of the worms, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. oh, the, the land, dudes. land dragons. Yep. yep. Um, seven of the Erd tree avatars, the, the mm -hmm. like ent mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, six of the Crystallians, mm -hmm. the uh, four of the Red Wolves, four Tibia Mariners, uh, seven ulcerated tree spirits, yep, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it just like it's it's you know the first time you see it, it's like wow, that's really unique. But it really, if you're repeating it four, six, seven times. For me, it really like kind of lost like the impact, and it's just fuck this thing again. I think like where where you and I shared this thought, um, we I, I don't know how much specific boss stuff we're gonna get into. I was talking with our mutual friend Kyle specifically about Godskin Duo, okay, and he was saying something like, "Oh, I hate this boss," blah blah blah. I said, "Oh, the one on the bridge that was easy." He said, "No, dude, the one in the church." I said, "Oh my god, <laughs> they oh so they duplicate it." I'm like, "God damn it, yeah. like, don't do that." So are we going to talk bosses? Uh, are we going to talk bosses and repeat bosses? This is this um, the, the, not, the time. Not just yet. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to All address because right. that's sort of a, you know, we, uh, the, the, in terms of sheer spectacle mm -hmm. visuals, yep. it gets a little drab to see the same thing over and over Got again. It. I'll save my take for later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that this game has excellent sound design overall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. like I said, that whistle is very memorable. Mm. Um, but I did think the score was pretty lackluster. Um, some occasional standouts, uh, like the title screen is very memorable. It's, but it's kind of a version of, uh, the demon souls thing, mm -hmm. the, uh, the same, uh, ah. main menu theme. And mm -hmm. I, th I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Cause they were kind of getting back in touch with their roots, whatever, not very original, but okay. Um, the, problem i had was the ambient music i think was a mistake mm. um this is something that started in sekiro but i you know that game was kind of doing its own thing so i i went with it and it was very like uh samurai cinema mm -hmm. sort of mm -hmm. music and i thought okay this works for that but this i thought it was very sort of um cheap sounding a okay. lot of like cheap midi sort of stuff very repetitive. Um, it it was kind of one of those things where, in in video games, you want it to just be like bouncing around in the background, like not mm -hmm. not distract. A lot of games do it excellently. Um, I thought it was very kind of annoying, repetitive uh, in the open world specifically. I'm talking about, um, and this for me detracted from what I like. So I, something I noticed. One of the first things I noticed about Dark Souls 1 when I was playing it is that the majority of the time when you're exploring the world, it's completely silent. Yeah, and I think what was effective about Dark Souls 1 is like Firelink Shrine has music, but so when you come and go, it, it you kind of like, oh, I'm in this safe place because I hear the music it, play. It makes it special. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, sure. And in terms of um, you know that, that disparity, uh, you also have... Uh, music during the boss encounters which also make those special mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when you have kind of this filler in between it's that's just lessened a little bit mm -hmm. 
Um, so I, I guess just to cap off this segment, uh, what did you guys think about overall about the way this game looked and sounded? Um, I mean, I'll make a joke off the bat. It does not look as good as the Demon Souls remake. Obviously, no, it does yeah. not. No. I also shouldn't expect that because of how big this game is. And yeah, they and they know. Too, they they know. know. Um, you know, here's the thing though. Like, I I must have I'm I hope I've said this on the show a million times. I'm just not a, a graphic snob. It doesn't bother me. No, like, no, yeah. I'm just not. Um, but just in terms of um, like design wise, you know, we, sure. we were talking about how Caleb looks like Mars. That kind of. It's kind of weird. I, you know what it is? I maybe we'll talk about this towards the end. The one thing it's kind of like it, there's a lot of like angel and demon with this game where I was so impressed by how thorough it is and how many areas there are and wait this goes here and it's so crazy but it also weighs it also weighs down the consistency yeah there's a lot there's just a lot in here and you may can you may interpret that as inconsistent i to me there were a ton of areas areas and i found it very thorough but it's like there was a lot of like hey it's big castle go here big castle time yeah there was yeah. a lot of that too yeah i don't know i i, I feel like uh, perhaps like uh, maybe I'm on the sidelines for this one where I yeah. said it's fine. I like all the different areas. If people, I would understand if people found it repetitive or inconsistent, but it, it didn't knock my grade. Nick, I don't know if you, you have know, an opinion. It is interesting that you say that. I think Elden Ring is sort of beautiful in its inconsistency. Yeah. In a way, because all of the different, I'm talking about the main areas. We're talking like Limgrave versus Caleb versus Liren. Yeah, whatever. They all look so markedly different. From well, each it's, other? It's definitely a different yeah. color palette yeah. each time. Exactly. I had um I'll get it further into this later. I yeah. did have a problem with a lot of like the main I didn't think the mm -hmm. main uh like fortresses were were kind of distinct enough. Mm -hmm. Um I felt they were kind of, you know, and you know, it's all the same kingdom, whatever, but mm -hmm. um I thought they could have done a little bit more to differentiate in terms of like this is this person's area. Mm -hmm. There's there this demigod mm -hmm. or whatever controls this region and i felt they could have done a little bit more visually to mm -hmm. demonstrate that like for instance like i brought up um you know the volcano manor mm -hmm. it, it kind of just looks like the exterior at least yeah. it looks like a castle like mm -hmm. it looks not all that different from like the i first said a couple. minute ago there's a lot of it's castle go to castle well i was game. thinking even lot. like so this is it's built into a volcano maybe it ha it's made of like obsidian or something mm -hmm. you know it's like it looks a little like mordory you know maybe mm -hmm. so that was just just kind of my my thoughts on that you know what's really funny about that <laughs> they never get the fire areas right do they in these games no. they never really get it right no from demon ruins to volcano manor they never really get it quite right i nope. want to i want to think about it but it, yeah. we don't have enough time um <laughs> so uh, let's let's kind of get started uh with the beginning of just kind of going through the story sure quick quick oh, we're gonna start the game now everybody yeah <laughs> we yeah, can yeah. Start again. I mean, uh <laughs> just quick uh area yep. by area mm -hmm. so i want to start off with saying um i felt that the in in hindsight sort of the beginning lacked for me an inciting incident like um oscar's sacrifice mm -hmm. or um andy sekiro uh losing to what's his name that kind of kicks you oh, off Chiro? yeah yeah like that 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 kicks it off like okay so here's here's the here are the stakes mm -hmm. here's what happened here's what you got to do right I felt that that was somewhat lacking in this game. Um, the motivation for the the majority of it, I guess, is becoming the Elden Lord. 
and I felt that that was very vague and generic as an objective, mm-hmm. um, and it could have used a more personal touch to motivate the quest. It feels like a Mad Lib. Like, like we've you seen know, this become before. Become the, the link the fire. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you said that because what I've thought, um, you know, the FromSoft last game, we're not counting the Demon Souls remake, was Sekiro, right. where they made a legitimate effort to tell a story. Yeah. Like a more traditional story rather than the way usually do. So yeah. I thought maybe we would get a little bit more of that in Elden Ring. Yeah, we really yeah. don't. I'm not saying I'm disappointed that we didn't, but I thought maybe there would be a little bit more, I don't want to say effort, but I'm going to say effort into the storytelling. Like you said, the stakes, especially at the beginning, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Cause I'm, I'm playing fucking Elden Ring. Of course I'm going right. to start, but there's not really something that propels you forward. Right. At no, the very not really. And also like we've, we're veterans of the franchise. Yeah. We've seen this kind of stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's one of these like, you know, we love this franchise, yeah. but like, hey man, we've seen this. Like, I'm going to go become the the lord of this to do mm-hmm. the the big it's, thing. It's yep. probably like, I, I think from online reactions I've seen, it's probably landing a lot harder with people who haven't played any of them. Yeah. A few yeah. Of them. Um, but just in terms of this is our seventh go around yes. block here. Yes. Maybe eighth if you count the Demon Souls remake. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe thirteenth like, if you've played Kingsfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not playing Kingsfield. Um, okay. So I want to talk about uh, the round table hold. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. I would say it is one of the more intriguing Nexus type hubs in mm-hmm. recent memory. Uh, it features kind of uh, many characters, I would say, who uh, fulfill the, the traditional roles, but also a good amount of um, kind of unknowns. Um, they, you know. A problem I had with it, though, is that I think it's they are missing the boat on integrating these hubs into the main world. Thank you. Um, you just took the words out of my mouth. Keep going. <laughs> so, you know, like, for instance, um, Firelink Shrine in Dark Souls 1, it's totally it's part of the world. You come back to it. It's like, oh, I'm home. OK, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure like almost all of them, except for Sekiro, I guess, mm-hmm. are um are totally divorced. Majula too is part of the main world. It is. Yeah. yeah I hate to even give that game. A, a but you got to give it props sure. for that. You got to have that. Um, yeah. But this in terms of, so this is all of these for whatever reason, I'm not sure why they do this. Maybe just so you can't attack whatever mm-hmm. uh, friendlies uh, as easily, but they, it sort of exists in its own plane mm-hmm. of reality or some shit. Yeah. And yep. it, they've done this. They've done this a couple times now. And when you you find the round table hold in the actual world and it's all like broken down and messed up. And I'm like, that's cool. But we've seen it twice. I was gonna say, we've seen this a lot. Dark yeah. Souls three. You find um, the, the dark firelink shrine mm-hmm. and Bloodborne. You yep. find the, the old workshop. workshop. Yes. Right. Old workshop was the best. The best reveal. Yeah. Of those. That I, was so cool. I agree with you. Like. I was, what was my actual, uh, one of my favorite parts of the game for me, this is where you and I may differ for different reasons. One of my favorite parts of the game was actually the first 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. not because you and I are in agreement that you're not really given a, why am I doing this quest? Yeah. I actually really loved that. You cannot level up or do anything for a long time. You're running around as a level one for a while. Yeah. And would just, when you're getting into Limgrave, I um I don't I don't know if perhaps we're going to talk about this next where you the point at which you meet the maiden or get the availability to level up changes. It's not the same place or same time yeah. for every player. Yeah, that that's what I like. I it took me like four hours to be able to yeah, level up. So I thought that was cool, but you can proceed. 
Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, get in, get into uh, Limgrave here. Um, I didn't find the initial one too engrossing, like the West Limgrave. I didn't mm -hmm. find it too engrossing, but I did. Uh, I was a fan of the Mistwood, mm -hmm. and uh, it felt it felt very uh, Middle Earthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah. like it's technically part of the same area, but it's yeah. a little spookier. <laughs> and uh, the Storm Hill, mm -hmm. and it it really like this game has a fucking incredible like fog system, mm -hmm. and like when the the light is coming through the fog and the rain and stuff looks phenomenal do you think this is the best looking area in the game is storm was it called storm storm, storm hill? hill storm hill probably with all that, the wind that, and rain going that and the mistwood are, are probably were, were a, good, a good demonstration for sure um stormvale castle is the first big dungeon mm -hmm. and i found it was kind of interesting it's not too dissimilar from Lothric Castle and features kind of a lot of the usual Dark Souls trappings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like open this gate, etc., like the portcullis and, and whatever. Um, and I don't really object to its inclusion as the first uh, major dungeon because it's kind of like, I remember that that crazy castle from Dark Souls 3? That's the first one, you yeah. know, like, mm -hmm. and then we're going to move past it, you know? Um uh, I think more than most bosses, I struggled with this, uh, the, the doorman, uh, Margit. Oh, Margit, yeah. 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 The, the bouncer. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like that was cause you're very low level. You can't, yeah. there's not a lot of opportunities to, to grind at this point that mm -hmm. I struggled with that for quite a while. And depending on when you get Melina, you may not be able to level up when you see Margit, right. depending it's, on when you've seen it's it. It's cool, right? It is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm, uh, deliberately avoiding talking about any, uh, NPCs or anything like that, okay. which is pretty much the main like um bosses encounters and stuff like that mm -hmm. so um i thought uh the godric uh battle he's the first kind of uh demigod you fight but it was well conceived but it sort of sets this annoying standard i'm going to talk about mm -hmm. where um he's he's uh this big big huge guy he's got a lot of people hanging off him like body <laughs> parts and stuff and we talked about this already i remember distinctly in dark souls 3 i think where uh, they start playing games with the timing and the boss attacks come start coming like from like Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3 uh, onward, they start uh, pausing for mm -hmm. like one and a half yes. seconds. And in this game, it's even longer. Um, so I want to uh, briefly just do a quick demonstration of... Um, I, uh, this, this, uh, uh your typical, uh, Elden Ring, uh, boss attack pattern here. Yep. I'm right. going to demonstrate the audience <laughs> can't see it, but you guys can kind of have our reaction here. We're going to narrate it. So Riley is standing up. <laughs> so Riley has just, uh, jumped up, walked very, very slowly, and then repeatedly punched the air about 30 times with no time to react. And that's how a lot of bosses in Elden Ring operate. So that's how it goes. <laughs> um, r really frustrating. I'll kind of draw uh, a line later, uh, a through line for those experiences. Um, so then you get into uh, Lyrinia. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of, this area was kind of lacking in atmosphere a little bit. Like mm -hmm. kind of like Limgrave Tool. It's a nice little gradient, you know. But um, slightly more engaging than Limgrave, but... I was kind of like whatever overall on it. 
Something I did like about it, which I don't know if you guys picked up on, is that kind of like cicada noise. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool for like a very like a magic area. It's mm-hmm. just like this weird like frequency you kind of mm-hmm. hear sometimes. I thought that was cool. Um, I like Jarberg. Jarberg was very sweet. <laughs> Jarberg. Wasn't that also patched in? Jarberg was patched in about no a week into the game. Way. It, it was not original. It's actually something really funny. Speaking of the map and Jarberg. What? So they patched in Jarberg, but they didn't update the map. So it looks like you can get to Jarberg from like this little cliff, but there's actually no walkway to get there. <laughs> so there, so if you go, there, there's a bunch of messages that say, beware, liar, map, and stuff like wow. that, which is really funny. Wow, but yes, yeah. Jarberg is fantastic. I'm glad it was a very quick addition. I can't believe they put that was like a late game. It was like a, a week into the game, maybe week or two the very in. first patch. It's insane. Yeah. I love the ones that are like mimicking the sun. I love it so much. <laughs> Such cute. a nice, serene area. Um, I loved that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring, so Uh-oh. we talked about the Albanoric village. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the fucking uh, Capra demon came back yes, there. Yes. Do you remember that with the yeah. dogs? The omen yep. killer, right? Omen with killer. the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like, Capra oh, demon. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Carry a manor was, was an interesting area with yeah. the, Oh, Glove um, World. Yeah, my favorite the, place. The, the Halloween Glove decorations. Yeah. If, you oh try to, if you try to grab the candy. <laughs> yeah. That, what yeah. weird little guys. Oh, you mean the hands from Ocarina of Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the wall yeah. masters. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Freaked was kind of interesting. Me, uh, Raya Lucaria is the Magic Academy. Pretty cool in concept. And uh, everybody looks like the Burger King mascot. <laughs> Burger King. Yeah. I, I like stuff like that where it's it's like only uh, uh, an American could not conceive of doing something as crazy as this. <laughs> yeah. And you get like, like player messages that said uh, visions of Monarch. <laughs> yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. I, I love, love that. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I liked the boss, uh, Renala here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, boss. I did feel that she was somewhat of a retread of the fool's idol from demon mm-hmm. souls. Sure. I could and, see a and kind of the, um, the same arena as Rom. Yeah, they, I did, they did kind of the Moonland thing, moon, yes. the Moon Lake, the Moon Lake thing. So, um, just just filing that away for later. Mm-hmm. Um, the Altus Plateau. I really like the look of this place. Mm-hmm. The, uh, it's all kind of. Um, I feel like I haven't seen that in a game before, where it's all fall like all the time. Excuse yeah. me. You never played Banjo Kazooie? Shut up. <laughs> that was one. I'm talking about only fall. That was four seasons. <laughs> and not the hotel. Not the hotel. And not Frankie Not Valley. the landscaping company. <laughs> oh my God. Listen. That I, you know what I liked about this area was the shaded castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. was kind of like a mini dungeon. I like, cool. I like stuff like I that. I could be misremembering. In the alt. I keep calling it the, the Atlas, Atlas Plateau. Plateau. Yeah. I do all the time. I kind of, was there an overworld theme that was kind of, um, what's the word? Kind of eerie. Yes. Yeah. Where I actually, I kind of like, because it looked like fall and how, I think maybe what you're getting at is the, I'm going to keep calling it Atlas. The Altus <laughs> Plateau almost looked like that it was frozen in time mm-hmm. a little yes. bit. Yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah. pretty cool. I enjoyed Altus Plateau a lot. I think yeah. it looks great. I like the overworld me- theme to the Altus Plateau, like you were getting at. And that's at why too. when the game warps you there for memes, it, it blows it for me. Like, because like, <laughs> for memes. It's for like, shits. it's like, I, I, cause I liked walking into the Altus Plateau and be like, oh, wow. Where yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Um, and, and you get uh, the windmill village with the ladies. Oh, that was so the weird. Resident the Resident Evil 4 the, part? The Midsummer uh, ladies oh, dancing. Yeah, so creepy. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I liked it. I, yeah. I thought it was maybe even like a little underutilized. I thought it was underutilized. Like they actually had a couple of village 
sections in the game that I just yeah. thought there'd be more mystery to it, more story to it. Yeah. Like yeah. There's a frenzied village. There's yes. a woman, uh, the, the woman's village you're talking about. Dude, you know what bothers me too though? Like yeah. the, that was in, um, Lyrania, the frenzy thing. Yeah. Like I fucking saw this already with the, the nightmare of Mensis. Yeah. They do the same thing, thing where it's glowing up. Yeah. 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 Um, they did that again. Yeah. So I, I mean, I enjoyed that. Uh, Kaled, let's get into here. Let's get into Kaled. Let's get into it. Uh, Scarlet Rot is a miserable nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of, I guess it serves like as the toxin. Yeah, it's toxic. As, instead of like, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, poison swamps have never been fun, um, but to me, they are not even interesting anymore. I am so done <laughs> with the poison swamps. It is unbelievable. At least in Kaled, at least you can ride torrent over it, but then yes. why is it there, I guess? I don't yes. know. And it's but just kind of like, it's not you, a surprise anymore. Do you know what Kaled kind of reminds me of? And I, I don't mean this as like a compliment. Mm. It kind of reminds me of like a less mysterious. Uh, do you remember in Majora's Mask, the like the Arcana Cannon or oh, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where like everything's Canon. kind of dead and dying, and it's very mysterious and sad and weird. But in Kaled, it's just bubbly and off-putting. It kind of reminds me of like a worse version of that. So you know what part of Kaled I did like was. Um the Celia, the the mm -hmm. sorcery town. I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of weird and, and interesting, sort of unique. Um, but I guess we should cap off this whole thing with the um, Radon uh, encounter, the yes, festival. Yes, we should. Sure. Um, so I think this is definitely like one of the most memorable parts of the game for me. This is almost what you wanted with the mandatory horseback thing, but not quite because you can do it on foot. Mm -hmm. And it's arguable that it's um, easier that way, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, so basically you have this boss fight with this guy. He's gigantic and he's riding on like a tiny little horse. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. Poor Leonard. I love that little Leonard. Guy. Yeah, I think it's his name, Leonard. In like yeah. the files or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like his, all his, his old buddies like throw a festival to see who can kill him. Mm -hmm. And he's just too OP. So it's <laughs> like he just keeps like blowing through everybody. It's a great kind of original idea. And um, he does this huge like Dragon Ball Z kind of like meteor smash <laughs> at one point. And, you know, it killed me the first time, but yep. I wasn't even mad because like it's hilarious. The, the respawn is right outside. It's mm -hmm. like I, you can kind of adjust for it. See it coming. Definitely one of the most positive experiences I've had um, in this game. Can I touch on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really like uh, what they tried to do with the Radon fight because it's so different yeah. than what FromSoft games typically do. Um, so I don't know if you both took advantage of this. I took advantage that this is a festival. You're meant, I think they, they meant for you to summon a lot of allies. So in this fight, summoning works a little differently mm -hmm. where every summon is a one tap summon. Right. And, and so you can like ride around, just quickly get, get everybody and get the boys in right. and start heading in there. I thought that was really cool. You have a small army fighting this giant overpowered dude to try and try and finally end the festival. It was a little bit of um, the... This is a deep pull, but Dark Souls 2 with <laughs> oh. the Ivory King, mm -hmm. where ah. you get like your boys in to mm -hmm. go. The knights that you save. I, di I didn't summon anybody for this, but I did find out. I thought it was kind of funny that you can summon patches and he immediately dips out. He immediately yeah. just leaves. <laughs> it's so funny. Perfect. We didn't mention patches in this game, too, but you know, I'm not mad about that. No one could be. Um, yeah, I didn't summon for this guy. I, I Apparently, I played him after they patched him. He did him. get patched, it's true. Like everyone said he was way harder before. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I guess I'm grateful for that. <laughs> 
Um, but do you have any like sort of final thoughts? It's a pretty cool arena. It's kind of Zelda-y. Yeah. The giant desert. Like the dunes, you know. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, about the fight pretty. itself, I mean, I thought he had a lot of really cool and varied attacks. Um, it was honestly kind really fun to fight Radon, I feel. Yeah. I've done it a couple of times, sometimes on horseback, sometimes on foot. Some, You know what? I think it's just a generally very fun fight to do. My experience with the festival was a little different than you guys, I think. Mm -hmm. I actually went there too early. Did you guys experience this? Where I went there too early and they said the festival hasn't started, come back. That's right. Okay. So I actually, it was really weird. So I actually experienced the whole castle, got all the way up to where I thought you would do this. And then the old man in the chair told me to wait. Yeah, it's okay. really cool because uh, the festival is, I mean, before the festival starts, Redmain Castle is full of enemies. It's like a legit dungeon. Yes. But then when the festival starts, um, there's no enemies in there. It's Wait, totally really? nothing. There's nothing. So I actually had to play it like a dungeon. Yeah, but when the when you kill Radon, it turns into a dungeon again. Oh, okay. The festival ends. Yeah, Interesting. Boss so my experience was I beat the boss before Radon yes. and then it was cleared and then I had to I had to wait to clear something else to do it. Yeah, right. I believe when you get mm-hmm. to the Altus Plateau, I believe is when the festival yep. starts. Okay. So yeah. you go to Altus, then you can go to Red Main okay. Castle and start the so festival. You, it's so you get cool. a little of a, a world event there. Yeah. And uh, similarly, when you beat him, um, like the star falls yes. out of the sky and mm-hmm. creates a big hole in the ground. That yep. was one of the coolest parts of the game. That was I really thought. cool. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I, I think th- um, it's also a reason why they nerfed him. Because he unlocks a huge part of the game. Yeah. So especially if you're if you're going, improve yeah, your clear rate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if um, you're trying to go for a specific build, like you have, you have to wait super far into the game just to beat Radon just to get there. That's yeah. kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So yeah. I can see why they nerfed him a little. So, um, but also, so I, I want to kind of get into briefly the underground. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a whole sort of uh, a couple patches of the map have a, a sub level. Um, and these are completely different areas mm-hmm. that are, are connected to various kind of well elevators and stuff. And so this this uh, the impact of the the meteor thing was somewhat diminished for me because I found the Siofra River early and then me like too. through the well. And then you're you can look up and see all the stars and everything. And I thought that was like. I was very impressive the first time, but then like you kind of, it's a different way down when, mm-hmm. when the um, star crashes into the earth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get there until the star crashes. You can't physically get, go through the Seifer river. You know what it until, is? I actually, what do you mean? so I, I, I'm glad you guys both are, are having this discussion. Cause I wanted to interject right here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a mistake. I think in the mm. pause screen that caused this area to be confusing. Mm. So you can go into the, is it Siofra? I think it's actually pronounced Seifer, but Seifer, whatever. Fine, so, whatever. So, you, <laughs> yeah. so you go well, into, yeah. you, you go into the Sophia well, and, Sophia well. So, yeah. and you, when you can go into the well and explore a part of it, mm-hmm. but if you go to the pause screen, it says you're in Nocron, the city. And so it, it says you you're there, mm-hmm. but you're not. And so, you know, we'll perhaps we'll get into this at another point. There's a quest that asks you to go to Nocron, and I'm like, I'm here. The load <laughs> right, screen says right. I'm here, but then no, you can't. I'm looking act- at the street sign right, right yeah. now. You, you <laughs> can't actually get there until you beat Radon. Right, then right. That takes you there. Mm-hmm. So that's 
that's where like it was confusing for me where I'm like I'm running around forever like trying to platform it says I'm there how do I do this yeah oh it's it's by boss I just think there's an error for me there is this is kind of tying in with your fast travel complaint like like finding places early Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a I think avoidable, but sort of a a, uh, a quirk of open mm-hmm. world games is that you're going to have different paths. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said for when you come out of the cave in Dark Souls 3 and, and Irithyll is there. You know, mm-hmm. like that's everyone is going to have that experience. It has the intended effect. Mm-hmm. Whereas like somebody like you, you don't even realize that you're in like the, the place that you're right. Like, special. Yeah. You know, whatever. For better or worse, eh, you're going to have. That's kind of cool, but you know. Yeah. Still, you're gonna have a unique experience. So, uh, I, I wanted to talk about this. So, you, you're underground here, and there's all these stars mm-hmm. underground. I don't know, like the lore reason for this, why they're underground. Do you? Do you know what's going on here? I, is 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 there? There's definitely lore reasons. I, I, from my understanding, it's like this eternal city was like guarding the stars, but uh, Radon was so keeping he, the stars at bay. Some weird right. stuff like that. So I didn't. I couldn't. I wasn't. I couldn't figure out the star falls into the, you know, thing once he dies. I thought if anything, those stars were going to come out out of the ground or something. I don't know, whatever. It's a nice visual. I just like, I keep pushing for a space level. Yeah. Space level. I like it. We got close. We're close. (laughs) Super close. But you know, like they blew it now. We got like a half a space level. Half a space level. Um, the, the I liked um the first time you do like the Harry Potter thing, you know, the um <laughs> the, the deer the Oh, and you yeah. light the torches and you go fight the ancestral right. uh, what, ancestor thing. Right. Ancestor, what, I, yeah. what I didn't like was this is another one of those things where you fight it again a second time. Yes. And not that far away. And I was like, oh, it's literally um, on like the next level up. I don't yeah. think you can get there from like if you go down the well. I don't know if you can get. To I that think next it's a level. different well or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it's, you do it's the same thing. It's just annoying to me because it's kind of like it's almost like a a, a gray wolf Sif mm. kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like a gentle creature. But like, imagine Sif came back. Like mm-hmm. that would it would have fucking ruined everything. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I wasn't able to have that sort of attachment. No. Um, you know when things are repeating, and you, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe, you know, I was like, maybe they'll bring it back a third time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> that you kill it because it'll yeah. come back. Um, the uh, there's the the uh, other river uh, with all the um oh the, the angel the ants. river right yeah yes. all the ant th- uh things crawling around. What I thought was a huge missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. You can ride torrent in the one river, but not that one. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where they're riding on the ants. All those those people are riding the ants. Yep. So you could have had an ant joust <laughs> down there. And it would have been the most mer- like imagine like a boss, like they're riding on a big That's ant. what I'm saying, man. That, that would have been really cool. Yep. Didn't happen. Um, didn't happen. Nope. Uh yeah, I found the deeper depths pretty boring. It's kind of like the Great Hollow. Uh, Very again. similar. Yeah. Um, the Lake of Rot. I aired my grievances in the chat. That when was this pretty was happening. funny. I was like, "Fuck this game." We witnessed you the know, breakdown of Riley. The, the breaking yeah. point where I was like. I don't know about this game, man. Like, is it? This is a very. This is sort of a uh, poison swamp uh, on steroids, mm-hmm. and there's. You gotta fight bosses on these very tiny platforms, and you have to kind of. Uh, I, I appreciate what they were doing with 
balancing your meters mm-hmm. between rot and curse or whatever mm-hmm. or death or whatever it is in this game the fucking basilisks are back again yeah, are. but like it's so frustrating i hated that area so much it was it was really frustrating um i think at a certain point i li- i liked the um the mogwin palace i thought that was a cool yes. area the blood area yeah yes. uh it, it's a very hellish and scary it feels like a, an awful place to live mm-hmm um, his boss battle, I, so I, I didn't summon it all in this game. His boss battle took me so fucking long mm-hmm. and I thought it was tuned, uh, a bit too tough, but I like the concept a lot where at a certain point he cast that spell that can, uh, diminish your health. And like, so he will, will, will cast these rings around you over the course of the battle and he's he's counting like in Latin, like one, two, three. And then it, when he when he has your health or whatever, he goes nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, wow, it's so fucking awesome. And it's like they haven't done something like that no, before, you know. Um, so I did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, and you know what was frustrating to me was like when he appears for the first time, he is climbing out of a pool of blood, and mm-hmm. I was like. That's awesome, but I feel like I've seen it before. And I have seen it before <laughs> because at the beginning of Bloodborne, the oh, wolf, the, wolf the werewolf <laughs> climbs up out of the pool of blood. They thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. We got you from Soft. We got you. Notice. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much the underground. Uh, let's get into the capital here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a uh, Orlando or Ring City sort of stand-in. It's very pretty. Uh, I like the uh, the hornblowers. Oh, the bubble boys. bubble boys! Bubble boys! Bubble boys! You can they're get their ve- weapons too. It's amazing. They're very cute. <laughs> um, and it's something I thought was very remarkable about this area that I thought um, maybe you know even the rest of this game, but other developers as well could could uh, learn from is um, the crashed uh, dragon mm-hmm. is like a piece of geometry you have to circumvent and climb on. Very very good idea. Um, just a nice little set piece, you know. It's been mm-hmm. slain by some kind of spear or something, yeah. and it's it's stuck there. Um, the, did you notice that there is another Moog in this city? Yes. So okay. So are we talking? We're talking about the Landell Capital now. Are we also yes. going to talk about the below ground in the same? Yeah, yeah. All, all that bullshit. All right. So I'll say I thought Landell might have been the best dungeon in the game because yeah, of good. how much is in there. Yeah. And yeah, when you, the subterranean subterranean shunning grounds below the capital, yeah. that's where the other Moog is. Like that area I think is what harkens back to like the dark souls of olds for me. Like the catacombs or something like yeah. that. I was at least I was a little more engaged. And yeah. there was um there's a lot more of the recursive level design there too. Like there's yeah. that one side of grace and mm-hmm. you get a lot of shortcuts back yep. to it. Yeah. It's not there was really no fast traveling in there until you beat Moog, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah, that was that was kind of an interesting yeah. uh, change of pace, I guess. As far as sewer levels go, it might be my favorite one that they've done. Right, yeah. and um, yeah, so, so this area, uh, it, it kind of has a like a Guinevere uh, sort of area yes. uh, with like the queen's bedchamber or something. Mm-hmm. And one of the messages I found was uh, visions of uh, uh, treasure chests <laughs> because they couldn't say chest, <laughs> so they, it's visions of treasure chests. Of chest. course. Of um, course. So I thought that was cute. A lot of cute little player messages here. Mm-hmm. But I thought the bosses were kind of underwhelming in this in this one with mm-hmm. um, the axe guy, the ghost. 
Oh, the ghost of Godfrey. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, Morgoth, who is basically Mar- Margit. <laughs> But yeah. he's but he's big. Yeah. Is it the same person? I don't yeah, Morgoth and Margot are the same person. He Morgoth is <laughs> like, like shunned. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like shunned. And he's not really allowed to leave the capital, so he takes on a different name because like the omens are like hated. Oh, okay. So that's why he does that. All right, and that Kinda explains neat. why he shows up again in like the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay. why he has some similar moves to Margot too. They're the same person. But, anyway, yeah. I smoked him. And it, was, <laughs> it was so funny because his. I guess his his weaker appearance was much harder to me mm. uh, than the actual guy. Yeah. Um, but a little detail thing I noticed here, and I it's one of those things where I can't tell if it was um, on purpose or an oversight, is that the Elden Throne is here. This is mm. kind of like like it, like the yep. uh, main arena, and you can literally like break it just by jumping around it, it and i'm like <laughs> i'm like so is this like is this a joke like is it is, is it, it ironic right yeah. it was one of those things i couldn't really tell mm-hmm. like because if it's that significant obviously it shouldn't be able to be like broken so easily like right you know, like you know bits of wood maybe it's <laughs> not significant it's meant to be broken like the cycle i don't fucking know <laughs> regardless um let's get into uh the volcano okay uh mount gelmir um, the, the quest line I thought was very unique. Um, the, the bounty hunter sort of thing going on where you have to find, uh, places to invade. Um, you know what I'm talking about here? Yep. You get mm-hmm. the, uh, the like contrast. The quest. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> this thing. I don't know why I just totally blanked on that. No, no, no. Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, like sort of, uh, searching, uh, mm-hmm. for, for, I guess a fellow tarnished you yeah. have to go after. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like. It got me thinking about this could really kind of have been extrapolated into like mm-hmm. an NPC kind of thing, or they kind of did it in Demon Souls with uh, um, Yurt and Mephistopheles, ah. where you have to hunt down uh, fellow NPCs. I'm like, so what if FromSoft, instead of doing another fantasy game, they did like a cowboy game? <laughs> and you know, like, imagine like through their eyes, like cowboy stuff, like searching, like going over, you know, into over the river and trying to bring in this outlaw or whatever. That would be so fucking cool. The reason they made Elden Ring was to see if they could get the horse combat down just so they could make a cowboy game. You got it. I think we're thinking, yeah, we're on the same way. What, Red Undead Redemption? Oh my God. (laughs) All right, shut it down. (laughs) Fuck this show. Uh, Yeah, I I liked um, the visual of the queen and her knight. I Mm -hmm. thought it was a cool, uh, the fireplace casts a very interesting shadow on the wall. Um, I thought the prison town was uh, very kind of uh, labyrinthine and, mm-hmm. and, and well-structured. Um, I didn't like the boss at all in this area. And it, I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna say my piece, and then yep, you guys yeah. can say your piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Praetor Rykard yes. is this guy. He's, um, he's part of a big sort of dragon or worm sort of creature, big right? Snick. Yeah. Um, is I think the arena is very nice to look. It's very picturesque mm-hmm. with the big chains hanging around and stuff. Um, but what bothered me was two things, and I'm going to talk about them, where <laughs> you have this boss has so much bullshit on the screen at once. It mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, it's visual un- overload. Uh, people people talk about, I was getting into it with my friend about, that, that, that it's not the first time where they've thrown a lot at you at once, but I was so like, I felt like I was going to have a seizure. Like there's yep. so many attacks like mm-hmm. happening at the same time. And I was just like, this is just, 
this is just impulse at this yeah. point. Like I'm not fighting. I'm just mashing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the other thing that bothered me about this, which Greg, I know uh, has some thoughts on Uh-oh. is that this is another storm ruler mm-hmm. uh, uh, experience here. And I'm going to, I'm going to get into it here where, okay. Storm ruler was in demon souls. You, you cut the sky to to kill the storm king and his and his uh, and it's awesome uh, yeah it's great it's unbelievable they do it again in dark souls 3 and it's a cute moment oh look who it is again it's the storm ruler it doesn't hit quite as hard because it doesn't make as much sense well, you have you're, to power up the special move and it's like oh well, shit you're fighting the the, the giant, giant guy. boy yeah and so we're hauling it out a third time here and my problem with this is maybe Maybe you do have a weapon that is a, you know, specific thing that only works mm-hmm. for this boss fight. Doesn't necessarily need to be Storm Ruler. And also, this is the third time we're doing this and we're still fucking up the concept that you literally find it when you walk into the boss room. And it's like, yes, that's how we did it the first two times. Maybe if you're going to do it a third time, you iterate and improve find it somewhere else in volcano manor you can only get it if you do the quest line something right, like that right so i i wasn't a fan you guys you guys talk about it so what do you think volcano manor i actually thought was really disappointing really like because get the fire areas right no here's the thing like i thought i encountered short maybe. i thought short, i encountered yeah. the oh is this the alternate story to beat the game you mm. side with these people instead right, right, right not right. really you just do like these like assassination quests and i don't care and then the right card thing i love storm ruler it's like one of my favorite things like the lore kind of makes sense yeah you pick up storm ruler it can only be used in the forest oh shit i am in the forest but it's all blown down because of these oh okay cool you know blah 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 you shoot it at the sky it's cool and then ah this boss man i don't know i i you and i had the same thought as you were as you were saying this i thought that maybe if you side with them or not, you could get the weapon to kill Rykard, or if maybe if you don't get it, it's harder, but right. they just spoon feed this to you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, it's, man. It's like right there. Eh. I don't know. I can jump in with a slightly different take if eh, you don't I, mind. Here's the thing. But, I didn't hate it. It was okay. eh. Right. I have a slightly different take, a little more mechanically speaking than thematically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Um, I'll get to a little bit of thematics afterward. Now, I totally agree with Greg about the Volcano Manor quest line. Sure. I thought it would lead to something more substantial. Yeah, like, it's I'm, just like little tangible, right. tiny rewards. They even tell you, it's like, once you kill your fellow Tarnished, you can never go back. Right, I thought there was going to be consequences. Right. Like, is yeah. Melina going to come yell at me? Is something going to happen? Is, is, this the, is this the other snake? Right, yeah. yeah but, I mean, right. you know, I would have liked there to be something. Because, you know, I'm going to say right here on the podcast, Rykard did nothing wrong. I think Rykard is right. Yeah. By, by, by wanting to not have anything to do with the Erd tree, Rykard oh, is right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, as far as the fight goes... Um, okay. I have aired my grievances with, sorry, Greg, with the storm King and with Yorm on this podcast and other episodes. Like I just get so annoyed with having to charge up the storm ruler. You get hit on the pinky toe and interrupts it. Oh, he moved a centimeter out of the way. You missed. Now you got to charge it up again. See, that that was a, that was a big problem with Yorm, but I think the first one, it didn't, you didn't have to charge it up, right? I don't even remember. Yeah, but you can still, he can still just go off screen as you're firing. It's like, oh my God, it's so annoying. They gave the, what's it called? The great serpent hunter spear. Mm -hmm. They gave it a move set 
where the other ones don't have move sets. They mm -hmm. basically have one, you shoot the white light, that's sure, it. Sure, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. In this game, there's running attacks, there's rolling attacks. They all shoot the same white light thing. Yeah. You can charge it and hit. So I think for me, that makes the fight a little bit more engaging and less annoying mm -hmm. than something like sure. Storm Ruler, because you can actually vary up your attacks and not just sit there and do the same that's thing. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I do, I'm not saying I love the Rykard fight. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying I like the way they handled the way the weapon moves mechanically right. than mm -hmm. they've done in the sure. past. Um, yeah, and also fun. a fun thing too, if you use the mimic tier spirit ash in that fight, you have two you have two spirit hunter uh, serpent hunter spears. Oh, so, so you yeah. and your mimic tier are both just firing the things at them, right. which is pretty cinematic and cool. But yeah. that's all I have to say about. See, Red that's Card. where you yeah. if you if you play the game like I did, you lose out on those <laughs> moments. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get uh, up into the mountains here oh, with the uh, mountaintops of the giants. Um, I'd say this is the nicest to look at of all the areas, right? Like it's pretty. I might agree with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we have kind of seen this type of area before in uh, Painted World mm -hmm. and Dark Souls Two, and mm -hmm. kind of another snow area, you know. Um, I did find it kind of interesting that they're finally doing like a land of the giants that's all the way up in the north. Like they yep. always wanted to do in Demon Souls. Yeah. yeah. And even the area boss, um, the fire giant is a discarded concept from that. Yeah. Era. Cool. And I thought he looked exactly like Ares from the first God of War. Mm -hmm. huh. He looks identical. That's cool. Um, I thought for the most part that fight was very kind of tedious. And I felt like a lot of the boss fights in general this game, I was just like staring at a pair of legs. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's just just Nash and like, you know, like the dragons and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't know. I, I think at this point I was pretty checked out. But I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, fine. I'll jump in about the mountaintops. It's probably my least favorite area in the game. If really? we're talking about the big areas. Sure, it's like pretty to look at, but there's nothing really added to this area. Yeah. Every enemy is a rehash. There's yeah. nothing new here. Right. And it's kind of I'm like, ugh, okay, fine. Like the Tyranna dogs are back. I was like, oh, I thought those were a Caleb thing. Why are they back here? Yeah. No, yeah. And I so I, yeah. I have weird you know, I was talking about the aesthetic inconsistencies yeah. mm -hmm. and it's like, so that is, I guess, one way that of making it feel it. like a con uh, contiguous world. Mm. But um, I I don't know. Yeah, I kind of agree with you that there wasn't a lot of unique stuff. The fire giant was boring. I thought it was kind of overly tuned. Um, you get into like the consecrated snowfield and mm. that stuff. Yep. And um, the eventually you get to the Halig tree. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's area. favorite. Uh, <laughs> so these are both, you know, they look nice. Halig tree is very, uh, you know, I, interesting colors. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that is one of the nicest to look at, I thought. But these are 100 uh, percent like run through areas. Like, oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like the fishing hamlet in Bloodborne mm -hmm. and, you know, a couple of in, uh, Dark Souls 3 where it's it's really just not that worth your time to grind through these enemies. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of like tough ones clumped together mm -hmm. and it's just, this is a fucking waste of my time. You know yep. what I mean? Um, and it's when you finally get to the, uh, the final uh, boss of this area, which is one of the few that I just didn't beat at all. Uh, uh, Melina, did you guys both beat this character? Yep. You did? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so yeah, um, this might be one of my least favorite boss fights in FromSoft's yeah. uh, 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 FromSoft's history here. I I don't know, man. Like she just had so many attacks that I'm just like, how how am I supposed to know this? What am I supposed to do here? So I consider but, myself very uh, patient. There were a lot yeah. of 
uh, tough bosses that I eventually uh, triumphed over, like the, the putrid crystallians where they throw three of them at yes. you and they're all do scarlet rot damage. Mm-hmm. I figured it out in the end. Yeah. This boss. So I, in the beginning I was like, okay, this is kind of, this is fair. You know, this is, this is, I see, you know, it's, it seems pretty tough, but I think I can do it. So mm-hmm. she has, um, uh, she, had, she's kind of like a Valkyrie looking character Yeah, and she, um, will, uh, drain your life. I mm-hmm. think if, is it only if she hits you? No, or this that's why this boss battle fucking blows. It's because it, if it, even if you 100% absorb her attack, she still recovers HP. Okay. So if you stand there and block, it, she will still heal. As long as she makes contact. If she with makes you. contact with you even yeah. if it does no damage. Okay. Oh my god. And there was also a a recent bug where even if she was swinging her sword at all, she replenished her HP. Yeah, that was I yeah. hope they patched that. That was pretty bad. So, you know, I made it to the end of the first phase. Actually, mm-hmm. I did pretty well because I was I was rocking with a couple of good weapons, and um, then she does the inevitable second phase. Yeah. She's uh, very cool looking with the butterflies and stuff. But now she does scarlet rot damage, and I was like, nope, let's <laughs> just move on. She um, basically turns into Alexia from Resident Evil Code Veronica. Oh, wow, God. good good, wow. good comparison. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I struggle to believe that this was tested at all. I don't think this is a late game area to be sure. Um, but I have no idea how it made, how a lot of this stuff, I think even with a, because she can drain the health of spirit summons as well. She can. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with this boss. And it's like, she has some anime move sets where like she's swinging a million times. Well that, the Sonic the Hedgehog move where you apparently have to differentiate between that cue and another very similar Mm -hmm. cue. No idea. Where she is going to attack you. You have to deliberately run away instead of dodging. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I I was like, okay, they're just playing a little joke on me at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I it's an optional area, whatever. Didn't do it. Um, She's easily the worst of the demigod bosses. Oh I feel. sure, easily the worst one. Didn't didn't uh, yeah. didn't care for it. Um, yeah. So we're getting into the finale here. All right. Um, uh, did not like this, these last couple areas. No. Uh, Ferum Azula is mm. is nice looking, but it's another kind of slog for me. Um, there's yep. a lot of the dragons in a row. A lot of the and it is kind of a retread of the drag heap yeah. of the yeah, collapsing yep. kind of thing there. Um, the, the dragon fights are, they're kind of evoking the worst of the Dark Souls 2, yep. uh, Dragon Airy, that kind of thing with a big... Uh, dude, if you think I'm going to dick around and sit there and fight like the skeleton beast men no. at 140 hours of playing this game, no. you're kidding yourself. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm blitzing it through there. And that is a problem that I have where I think they just don't have like all these uh, every time, almost every time they have these late game areas that are just a slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I'm tr- I'm struggling to think of the ones, you know, Bloodborne, I guess, kind of has some decent later game areas. Dark Souls yeah. three has some decent late game areas, but it seems to be a common point of struggle. And you just think at like seven times. I know they would they would figure well they repeat the same thing right so they repeat the same poor end game every time yeah (laughs) oh my god and the end game is fucking awful so the the part where where time rewound I thought was cool yes yeah I did pretty good against Mm -hmm. that boss I thought that was cool but I thought that would have made an interesting kind of thing for this area where it was 
it was all falling apart. And as you progress through it, maybe it would put itself back mm-hmm. together or That's something. That's what I thought was going to happen. Right. Um, that would at least have been something. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy is everyone, I was telling you uh, this, Nick, but mm-hmm. the everyone is very, um, talks up the Godskin duo. Oh, yeah. And I... I fucking cut through these guys like butter. I had no problem with this. Literally, I so I was using um, a little bleed weapon, so that's Me how too. I did well with uh, Melania. And um, this this boss was a matter of seconds mm-hmm. for me. I guess maybe I was I was further along uh, level wise than a lot of people. I I explored the shit out of this game. Yes. I was I was striving to almost one hundred percent it. Mm-hmm. Um, but these these guys were easy for me. Um, I can see like the regenerating thing or whatever uh, would would trip you up if you didn't have that bleed damage. I mean, I had a big fire weapon and seemed to work all right for me. I had no so. problem with this. Some of our friends hate it. I have no. Comment. I can see why. It was fine. You, you know what though? Can I can I just can we stop? real quick on yeah. the godskin duo this is one of this boss makes me very angry okay? okay not because of the fight itself but this is where like the boss repetition this is the like the ultimate where the boss repetition makes me just so angry sure like why in a main area is there a repeated boss i know i don't mind if there's repeated bosses in the field but if you're gonna take a boss i've already beaten before like and put it in a main area that's mandatory for me to fight. Like, no. where did you fight them the first time? There's a bridge. There's um. There's a bunch of them. Is like, that is that mandatory? Yeah, because you have to get the rune, right? There's also um, there's a Godskin apostle in the windmill village. There's yes. An, there's yeah. one. There's a noble in Volcano Manor. There's an apostle um where in the basement where you, of the Kalid Tower. Well, there's a ton. There's yeah. um in uh, Ray Lucaria. There's a uh, Loretta, and then you fight her again in yeah. uh, Halig Tree. Yep, I guess yeah. it's optional area, but still. But like, that's what makes me mad. You know, you see, I've already seen this before. Don't put, don't repeat it I into know. a main area. Yeah. yeah, that makes me mad. Sorry, little rant over. I'm good. I thought um I I actually wasn't uh too bothered by uh, Malekith. I actually like Malik. It's fine. I thought it was. I thought it was fair. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it was kind of a cool fight. Honestly, I, I didn't. I didn't struggle with it too much. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. You have like a little sub quest. He's. I guess he's like the Nito mm-hmm. kind of of this mm-hmm. game where you you bring him whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I thought that was a fair fight. Uh, yep. <laughs> my notes here. I have um. City of Ash. Come on, man. Have a little shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know. You got know. you got uh you got the ash thing again. Yeah, uh, fucking come on, yeah, like do I know. something different. Uh, you fight. I didn't even talk about um Gideon Offnir is 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 a yep. boss yep. here. He's um an NPC for the majority of the game. He's kind of one of the quest givers at the round table. Tells yeah. you, yeah, tells you all these different things about um you know where to find the bosses, etc. You wind up fighting him here. I'm like, oh, I'm fighting you now. Oh, all right. <laughs> I yeah. thought you're gonna use like a cutscene or something. Yeah. He's like supposed to be like, friendly, and then I guess he has this ulterior motive and something going on. But I it totally like caught me off guard. I guess yeah. on purpose. I but. think I expected to fight him, but I didn't expect to walk into a random room and find him there. Right. Like yeah. for me, I for, the first time I saw him, I'm like. This, no, this dude's fucking with me. This dude's trying to trick me. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. we were going to fight him at some point, but it does seem kind of strange that you walk into it, like in a yeah. like um, recycled area. It's you know, in, like, uh, yes, it's in um, the Godfrey Phantom uh, boss area. Yes. right? Yeah. It's the same yeah. Yes. yeah. So and then you you go back to um, the Morgoth boss for arena mm-hmm. and you fight the dumbest boss of yes, all time. I thought this was so, so <laughs> I, stupid. I was like, because, you know what? Here's the thing. I am totally for 
you know, messing around with tone, taking chances, mm-hmm. making some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But this boss was like, it was such a joke. It was so <laughs> like, and I, I realized how many like annoying uh, grabs are in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's like so frustrating to me when you, you can't do anything. It's like, oh, well, I guess I was in that that completely ubiquitous, mm-hmm. uh, Ill, ill-defined uh, zone where they mm-hmm. can grab you and take away almost your entire health bar. Yeah. I also thought like this is one of the moments because like, we're way close in the game here. Yeah, this is one of the bosses where I thought the voice acting was bad, too. I thought, is this boss funny? Like, are they trying to be humorous? Basically, this is a, you fought him as a ghost. Yeah. And now he is um, this guy, uh, what's his name? Godfrey, right? Yes. And he, (laughs) he changes his name and he does like Hulk Hogan stuff now. Yeah. Dude, uh, I thought this was, I thought this was just in poor taste. Like, I thought it was just funny. I mean, but not funny. Yeah. It was like one of those Resident Evil moments where why the fuck is this in the game? Yeah. Why is this in the game? You're building up to the climax of the entire yeah. 150 hour experience and we have a wwe fight like it's a great prank don't get me wrong <laughs> it's a great but prank. It, it kind of spoiled the moment for me a little bit it did for me um and so the end bosses i gave up so uh, let's let's Wait. talk about the end bo- so i was very determined to kill every boss every single boss mm-hmm. in this game by myself solo just because that's how i've played all these games um I was at this point where I had just somehow defeated Hulk Hogan. And now I'm getting into this. I messed around with this one and Molina. I went back and forth a little while for, for a good amount of time. And you know what? I probably could have got them in the end, like through sheer luck, repetition, whatever. And I was just like, you know what? I've seen enough of this game. Mm-hmm. And I, the uh, Radagon, he is, is uh, very much a ripoff of... I don't know if you've seen any uh that the famous concept art of Sauron mm-hmm. forging uh-huh. the one mm-hmm. ring, like he looks identical, mm-hmm. like kind of elfish features mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he has all these AOE attacks, and I was just like, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of this game. And I, I think I saw a glimpse of the one after that, uh in the, oh. dun- the donkey video, the alien. Dude, can I please talk about this? So go you you take this floor here. Please. I didn't experience this myself. Dude, I thought I mean, God, I feel like I'm evoking like season one Greg again. Like, yeah. The end of this game is bad. Like, that's what I don't know if I don't even I don't think that's too harsh where you go. You go from Hulk Hogan fight to Radagon, which is actually a two parter. And then you fight Dragonite with Hyperbeam. <laughs> I know. And that's the final boss, like the Elden Beast. Are you kidding me? Like, where is this coming from? Nick, you need to help me here because I beat this and I said, Wait a minute! I kind of liked playing this game. Did I not? What What happened here? All right. What okay. happened here? Where does the turn happen? What is this? So okay, I guess I have to get into my thoughts on the final few bosses now, huh? Yeah. I have not commented on I Godfrey didn't like or anything yet. I like the last three at all. So I appreciate that Godfrey was different. Mm-hmm. You know, we asked for something different. <laughs> Wait. So what's his his other name? So his other name is Hora Lu. Uh, so okay. A lot of people in Elden Ring have two names, I guess, is what it is. Horalu is... I'm not going to fault them. I mean, I would yeah. be a hypocrite if I did. Yeah. <laughs> so Horalu is his real name, and he became Godfrey when he became Elden Lord. Oh, okay. So that's how that works. Okay, but, I got it. So do I... Did I like the Horalu fight? No. <laughs> but um, I thought I appreciated how different it was. And I honestly, when he grabbed me and threw me in the air, I did laugh. 
I was like, okay. They really, they should have had, um, they do this in Metal Gear Rising, but Mm. they should have had like a football cheer. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, every time that happened. But anyway, onto Radigan, the Elden Beast, right? Yeah. So I, I honestly don't have a ton of issues with Radigan like itself. If he was just him, just Radigan, no second stage. Yeah. I think it would have been totally fine. Yeah, like a Gwyn thing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like he's not super tough. But if you don't know what you're doing, like Gwyn can fuck you up if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And if you don't know what you're doing on Radigan, he'll fuck you up too. I didn't mind it too terribly. But man, I think the Elden Beast might be their worst final boss yet. Really? Like, what is this? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, okay, wasn't the original point of the game like like America is a is a goddess or something? And she has like no <laughs> I involvement. Said America. <laughs> yeah. Well, America and Radigan formed to be the same person. Of course. They're the right. same thing. But then like yeah. you f- like I, I'm not kidding. Like you fight essentially a Pokemon with hyperbeam. It's Dude. so weird. And I just and and that's it. Like that's it. You so know, I'm like, I, I want you to continue. I'm so close to making my final ramp, but I want you to take this first. I'm so close. I just, um, I, so I obviously didn't experience any of the endings. Um, I, I know there are multiple yes. sort of paths yeah. you can do. And I thought it was, I mean, um, I think if anything, I would have done the, um, the, the uh, star ending. Yeah. Oh, we're with space oh that, that side quest is hilarious. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a lot of different ones. I don't know if it ties into your enjoyment or lack thereof of the end game at all. If you want to talk at all about the, uh, what you had before and the endings. I mean, do you I can want talk me to talk about t- my ending if you want? Okay. I need to, I, I feel like this is going to be my last opportunity to say this. Do yeah. it. So I'm going to say it. I don't, I, I want everyone on the internet. Hear me out here. Uh-huh. Why is this game called Elden ring? Why? I'm going to tell you, I've been talking to Nick. You and I have been talking about this. Okay. Hear me out yep. before everyone thinks I'm crazy. Why is it called Elden Ring? It's They really should have called this game like Elden Tree or like Arbor Day because the Erd Tree is like <laughs> no. in. Stupid. Ready? Let me tell you why. The tree is in your face the whole game. Yeah, yeah. You're finding these like runes to like create the Elden Ring or put it back together. But ready? The Elden Ring is not philosophical. It doesn't mean anything. It it doesn't do anything philosophically. You don't wear it. It doesn't unlock anything. You kind of bring all the runes to the final thing and the game ends. Why is it? Why? Oh, I got it. You know what they should have called the game? Runescape. Yes. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I'm not like Nick and I are laughing, but like I'm kind of not joking Mm -hmm. where the whole game is about the Erd Tree. But like you don't do anything with the Elden Ring. It doesn't. Why is I don't understand. Like, but the, uh, so to me, the Elden Ring was like this game's like Triforce, I guess. I I mean, yeah. you but know, no, like, dude, even fucking holy shit. I can't believe what I'm saying this is like blasphemous, dude. Dark Souls 2 even did this like a little bit better. We're like, you have to show the symbol of the king at these doors to mm-hmm. go places. I thought you were going to put the Elden Ring back back together. You were going <laughs> to wear it and it was going to unlock something and you were going to like go to the moon or something <laughs> and nothing fucking happens. Um, yeah, I have a quick question because there are some things I wasn't able to figure out. Please calm um, me down. The <laughs> you know how so you you uh, kill a, a main boss mm-hmm. and then you get their rune or whatever, yes. their yeah. rune fragment. Yes. But then you have to go to their relevant like tower to get the power. Yeah. And yeah. get the power. So d- is that mandatory to get the power or no? No, no. you don't have it's to. It's not mandatory. That's odd to me. And also like, I thought maybe like 
you would need a certain amount of them to unlock certain endings. Maybe you need to kill a certain amount of bosses. None of, I just like, the end of this game, I just feel like FromSoft is that company where they always go above and beyond and think about all this stuff. But it just, all the endings are very similar too. It's you just kind of get a different cutscene. Do, do you know why? I, that was another reason God. why I didn't, I didn't bother with the final boss is like, I know exactly what this, the ending of this game is going to be like. It's going to be maybe like 20 seconds of whatever I choose. It's going to be completely vague, cut to black, and I'll, I'll be left feeling empty. So you know, like, why bother? Like, I know, I I know how these games. The play. Ronnie ending is like, well, the Ronnie quest, like the Moonlight quest, or whatever, mm -hmm. is really funny. I love like that. my screenshot really of this is one of my favorite screenshots I've ever taken. Did you do it? The what? Ronnie side quest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like you, you, I was like, wait a minute, are we married? Am I getting married right now? Or yes. Did I propose? Like, what is this? <laughs> but dude, like, what's the end of this game is so disappointing. Where I, I, the frenzy flame ending is kind of the alternate ending where you kind of like it was so funny. You kind of set the world on fire. But like all the endings are so similar beyond like a 10 second cut to black. I don't know. I wish I just had more complete thoughts on this end. There just isn't much here. So um, kind of in that vein, I think we should just just quickly touch on like the memorable uh, side quests and characters mm -hmm. that, that play sure. into this, I guess. So the Ronnie side quest we we're talking about, that's probably the, the most fleshed out one, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of steps to it with um, and like all the people um uh, associated with it like uh, uh blade yes who's, uh, yeah, the, um, wolf. the wolf guy uh eg the, the big giant blacksmith, big blacksmith. and um sell you this i love this guy snake. he's like yeah. just piece of shit yeah um <laughs> he's got like all like the puppets in his basement and stuff fucking creepy. and i i left my own sign that said didn't expect research <laughs> <laughs> nice um so love that it. was that was great um the uh, uh, Vare, the Lampkin guy, mm -hmm. yeah, like he was pretty memorable. Um, uh, though I, I thought his side quest would go a little further than it did. Yeah, yeah, it kind of ends abruptly. Maybe I think you wind more. up fighting him towards the end, right? Mm -hmm. In the Mogwin um, Palace, yeah, yeah. I, so I, apparently, I was trying to look it up, but I guess Patch's side quest wasn't done. Yeah, they they like added and finished it like what a month ago or something. That was interesting. Those are the parts of the game they left quote unquote unfinished were some side quest endings. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't think. Wait, was it you who didn't see uh, Kenneth Height? I, I never. Lo I met love him. Kenneth. I Hite. never Kenneth met Kenneth Height is <laughs> one of my favorite characters of the whole game because he seems like. <laughs> very uh, uh like a real person yeah and he's like pretty much this this weird cartoon like simpsons character <laughs> that you find in the middle of Limgrave, and he's surrounded by the little uh monkeys yeah yes and um he's like oh, i'll reward you if you help me and he just never does yeah he never Fucking, knights you right it's, it's genius <laughs> and it's um, a work of genius you was one of my favorite npcs the invisible monkey the tree monkey Aww, yeah, 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 yeah i liked Bach. him a lot God, i feel so bad i killed him i'm I know, so sad dude. oh really i didn't mean to I had the uh, you're beautiful. I didn't, I didn't mean to kill. Him. I dude, I, lo I love that. I remember like that was actually one of my fondest memories, like walking through Limgrave and someone screaming, "Hey, it's me! Like, Look over fuck? here!" I'm like, right. "Is it the tree? He's in the bushes, right?" Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know you kind of blah blah blah. You do his side quest, go into the cave, and he like will tailor your clothes for you. Yeah, that was cute. You know, um, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned Alexander yet. Yeah, no, uh, he's great, Jar and, uh, and and Jar Baron, the little, yeah, little the Jar Baron. Oh, what's yeah. up, what's up, Cos? <laughs> I never thought, uh, I never thought those those jars when we saw them in the trailer would would talk like that. I think right. one of the positives of Elden Ring is it 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 does retain the FromSoft weirdness. Like, yeah, it, yeah. The, the NPCs are so odd. Mm -hmm. They're odd, and I think it was definitely the NPCs were 
stronger in this game than yeah. they have been in a while. I, I agree. Yeah, like, I think I think that I agree with that. I yeah. love um uh gatekeeper Gostock. Yes, I was yeah. hoping we'd talk about he's him. Just this like little Renfield kind of character yes. or Igor where he's he's helping uh I forget all these god people's names. Oh, Godric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he um he's he helps him with all these experiments and then once you kill the boss, you see him afterwards and he's just Stop like it. stopping <laughs> on him and just does that forever. I'm like, love it. You know what Gostok did? I had it tripped me up for so long. Because whenever you die in Stormvale Castle before beating Godric, he takes some of your runes. I had no idea. I thought oh, yeah. I was tripping. I was tripping when that happened. I'm no, like, yeah. why am I losing runes when I'm dying? What's going on here? No, Gestok is stealing them. That's so Whenever funny. you die. I was like, yeah. what? That's a, see, that's a good idea. That's a new yeah, idea. That was cool. Um, and I think lastly for me is uh, Gold Mask. I like that yeah, a that lot. Yeah, that quest too. Um, where it's just, he looks... I showed you. He looks just like the bad guy from uh, Morrowind. Yes, oh, yes, he does. Yes, oh like, my almost god, yeah. and, and, the but, final boss from Morrowind. Yeah, right. And so, what I thought was so cool is like you always just find him like pointing. Yeah, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of that. Um, you guys ever see that that uh, monk who is like he's always had his. His oh, arm yeah. is up, and it's like super like skin and bone now. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's, and like. Pretty much everyone has their own ideas about like what his deal is. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, this is this weird guy. He, he wears a gold mask and he's always pointing at something. And I, I actually don't know how that quest ends. Do you guys know how it's that ends? It's a part of one of the endings. You can get an ending. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. the uh, the monk guy in the round table hold. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, the, the wheel around his yeah. name. Yeah, there. you do his quest for gold mask. You know what? F- fun fact about gold mask. He has a voice acting credited to him. Oh, even really? Even though I don't think he says a single word. Probably a little joke. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um... And uh, I guess, of course, I have to talk about um, maybe my favorite part of the game, mm. which uh, <laughs> so in the beginning of the game, uh, the the uh, Lampkin guy, what's his name? Vare, Vare, yeah. He keeps talking about he's like, you need an audience with the two fingers <laughs> in the <laughs> central <Yeah>. chamber. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, OK, so it's going to be you see those um, the twin uh, husks at yes. one point in round table hole. And I'm like. Okay, so two fingers are going to be like these two people, like maybe a man and a woman who control everything. Like that's just like, it's like a very Game of Thronesy thing. <laughs> and when you open the door, it's literally two it's fingers. Two fingers. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was, it reminded me of like Rocco's Modern Life or something. Yeah. It was just one of those, per, like, yep, you, it completely, the desired effect was totally yep. there. Um, oh, so I love that. They don't speak at all. You know, right. they have to, be interpreted by some old lady i, th- I thought they were, that was a really cool thing um so i'm just gonna get into final thoughts here and yeah we've got the, we've run very long here so it's um, a big game so let's just uh i'm gonna say my piece and you guys can jump in at whatever point but yep. um so for me uh i struggled a lot with this game overall um the lore and world building for a lot of reasons for me felt like kind of going through the motions um sort of a cobbled together mad libs experience um and it's sort of to me felt like just you know like backdrop for the mechanics which was the real sort of uh focus here um because everyone has wanted really like a dark souls 2 kind of experience where you know you get, there's no, nothing in the way you can just hang out with your friends online or whatever try all mm-hmm. these different builds etc it felt very 
all the moments where I remembered things that looked like other things, it was distracting. Mm-hmm. And it took me, so when that happens in Dark Souls, it's like, oh, that's that thing from the previous Dark Souls game. This was supposed to be a whole new thing. And like when you see like the basilisks again mm-hmm. and like you recognize all these familiar concepts, like, oh, that's basically Capra Demon, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just took me out of it. I'm like, I've kind of seen this already. You mm-hmm. know, like I've seen all this already. Um, when they're, you know, when they're not ripping off like their previous games, they're ripping off like themselves, like yeah. all, like previous Elden Ring stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out a contrast between the bosses of this game and going all the way back to Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. So we've got a quote from Miyazaki here about the bosses of Demon Souls. When designing the bosses, I made sure that they would be varied and exciting. I prepared different gameplay and strategies for each one so that players didn't get tired of the same fight every time. We wanted to surprise players and encourage different tactics Mm -hmm. to think on their feet. So my uh, basic, you know, kind of extrapolation of this quote is when you don't have this type of contrast between bosses, you have pretty much the same experience every time you walk into a boss arena. Mm -hmm. There's really no kind of, irony or surprise that's why I, this is why i like the folding screen monkeys <laughs> because <laughs> because every time you walk into like an elden ring boss you're gonna have the chorus going oh mm. and you're gonna be in for like one of these like ornstein and smaug like mm. all the time i'm gonna be here for hours you know what i mean mm-hmm. um while most of the bosses do have a unique move set they are all really focused on learning the timing on their feints and rolling appropriately they kind of borrow from the philosophy of Dark Souls 2 boss design, where you are keeping your distance or rolling through a lengthy attack animation, sneaking in a hit when you can, and restraining yourself from attacking more than once out of boredom. Mm-hmm. Many of them hit like a truck, so you also have to account for taking a sip of your flask after they run through their attacks instead of counter-attacking yourself, which makes it even longer. Mm-hmm. So, and it's you do that quite often. Also, uh, like Dark Souls 2, bosses and enemies will literally reset their attack animations after clearly just like reading your input. Like it's not mm-hmm. like an enemy looking at you. Mm-hmm. It's you pr- you pes- press the B mm-hmm. button and they're responding like instantly. They they press their assault against you when they they like the second you take out your flask they're on you and it's just like they're basically what I've seen a lot of online comments about this is like well they're adapting to their fan base and I'm just like when when is it gonna stop you know what I yeah. mean like it's it's reaching that kind of point where you're it's the it's it's hardness for the sake of hardness at this point you know what i mean so bosses doing an absurd amount of damage often with grab attacks as we talked about that take forever to play out you just have to sit there like well you fucking got me Mm -hmm. and they take forever to play out it limits the amount of time that you're actually spending in the boss arena and it feels antithetical to what dark souls is all about which is getting up when you're knocked down Mm -hmm. on that subject it feels like you get knocked down a lot and with both enemies and bosses taking cheap shots at you while you're on the ground. So, you know, a boss that could theoretically kill you in two shots is basically one shotting you because they're, they're hitting you when you're on the ground. You have no mashing B to get up. You can't get up. Mm-hmm. The idea that almost every boss is capable of playing games with you when timing their attack is ridiculous to me. 
from the demigod, the seasoned knight, the pampered lord, the bloodthirsty beast, or the alien monstrosity. They all have the presence of mind somehow to anticipate your attacks and hold off their own in kind. They all do this. The idea that the entire game was based around summoning is insane to me. I don't consider it good boss design to mash away at a boss mm -hmm. when they're, all their attention is focused on something else. You think about the best bosses in our favorite games like Zelda, Metal Gear, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Metroid, Batman, Child of the Colossus. All for better or worse, they're designed as a conflict between you and the enemy. You know, you learn their attack patterns and weaknesses you can exploit. That's, it's a one-to-one -one thing. It feels very personal and engaging. There were, a few, uh, there were a few other Souls bosses where help was mandatory after a reasonable period of study. The idea that a pro streamer spent nine hours trying to get past Melania's first phase alone is an unbelievable waste of time. Mm -hmm. At the end of day, at the end of the day, you can tell I'm reading this. At the <laughs> end of the day, if a computer wants to kill you, it can kill you whenever it wants. What makes good AI and encounters is making them behave like real creatures and people. You don't want to be thinking about the fact that you're working against the computer. It feels like this game was not appropriately tested. About 90% of the game for me was tedious but easy. The last 10% is unforgivably balls hard seemingly out of compensation for that like like that right at that mm -hmm. point we talked about it just goes super high and you know what it was to me i felt like they were really courting like the get good audience with this mm -hmm. one and i was just i didn't like it i didn't like how that felt um it was absolutely exhausting for me uh i didn't enjoy playing it i was very much for the podcast you know like i said there were parts i liked but on the whole, I was very upset playing this game. <laughs> and you know what it was ultimately is sort of an indictment of open world games in general for me is like, it's just not a good fit for me. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's these flaws where with these repeat bosses and this frustrating stuff and you have kind of, because the game is so big, probably they couldn't test everything. I think that's where it comes from for me. And I was generally not a fan of it, but you guys could go ahead. So, Nick, Nick I'm going to let you go first. Go first. We've yeah. run very long, so yeah. we need to wrap. But why don't you go first? All right. So this is just my final yeah. thoughts yeah, on before Elden Ring. I close it out. Why don't you take a few sentences? Okay. So Elden Ring for me, I think is uh, I don't have the opposite opinion as Riley because I do like I acknowledge pretty much everything you said there is pretty much accurate. Sure. Right. Um. I think um, as far as open world games go, Elden Ring is going to be remembered for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I think future developers are going to take a lot of cues from what Elden Ring did with, with its exploration and with its area design. Because um, well, I'm not going to get into a ton of it, but there are so many ways to get to so many different areas, whether it's through what we like to call sequence breaking, doing a quest that you can teleport somewhere else, right. opening up the Radon fight early so you can get to Nocrom within 10 minutes of starting the game. There are so many ways you can traverse this world yeah. that I think is just like incredible what they were able to do. Oh yeah. Cause like, I'm not an open world game kind of guy. Yeah. That sort of like, usually that sort of thing, the open world crafting just like makes me mad. Right. But the way Elden Ring handles its exploration and everything to do with the world itself. Yeah. I thought that was a huge, huge hit for sure. the game 
it allows you to go any almost anywhere you want right off the bat, build whatever character you would like to build. I like to replay these games, so that's a very yeah. big positive for me. See, this game is like huge for like, you yeah. know, in terms of sheer scale. Exactly. So I'm just like, when am I going to replay this? Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's like, you know, when I play an open world game, I don't experience the whole thing every time I play it, you know? Right. I there are so many things I still haven't seen in Elden Ring, even though I've played through it a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's that's huge. Like, I don't go through a game like like this, you know, to check a box like, oh, I'm going to go here and beat this boss. There are so many caves I still haven't gone to. Right. And so many things I still haven't seen. So it keeps the game pretty fresh for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I I'm going to regard this as one of FromSoft's. I think it's one of their best games because of that reason. Mm -hmm. um, have they reused a lot of content? Absolutely. They have. Um, and that's why I think we're getting into the whole how many FromSoft games have you played? Right. And mm -hmm. it's going to measure your enjoyment. So if this is a lot of people's first From Software game, this is going to be the best game they've ever played in their lives. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, for us, it's not. <laughs> the best from soft game. Yep. I think it's up there, but, um, but yeah. And I, I had so much fun, like talking with you two and my other buddies, oh, yeah. like the community around the game, like me finding the frenzied flame, talking to one of my buddies, us both walking into that room at the same time and then instantly messaging each other going, what the fuck did we just do? The three was one, right? What did we just fuck up? Yeah. Was one of like, it's a great, great gaming memory for me. Right. Um, and yeah, the end game bosses are fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, I think Elden Ring is a very pleasant experience for me and I will end it there. Okay. So I guess I have the final word here before I, I, I hit cut. So, um, I love from soft games. Um, I've played a lot of them. Uh, whether through Kingsfield, through Dark Souls, I've played many of their titles. Um, it it kind of goes back to the question for me of like, does Dark Souls work in an open world format? The qu the answer is yes. Yeah. But does it make it better? No. Um, like for me, I think what started to grate on me, we've talked about it to death, where there's a lot of copy and pasted content in this game that does not make for a better FromSoft game. Um, that the fact that the world design is not recursive anymore, it's more station to station, you tend to lose me a little. I still enjoyed playing the game, but like, I just feel like this is the kind of company where they, they're smarter than me. Like, they're going to think of things that I don't. And when I was finding gaps in this game, whether it's copied and pasted content, NPCs not being aware of where I was in the quest line, yeah, that sort of, that oh, happened yeah, a that couple of times. Too, yeah. That tends to bother me, and I just think FromSoft is above that kind of stuff. Like, where's the sword? I fucking have it out. Yeah, right? Yes, <laughs> we, I, I have it. So I think I did enjoy playing it. I think the end of the game is weak. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's a lot of copy and pasta content. I think where I end it is... This game fell into the pitfalls of open world games, and I just, I think we're going to see another Elden Ring type game from them. I hope we don't, even though I enjoyed playing I'm it. Not, I'm not playing it. It's one of, it's one of these <laughs> situations where I enjoyed Fire Emblem Three Houses. I don't want another one. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed playing Elden Ring. You know, I can't, I, I can't be mean about it. I enjoyed yeah. playing it. Should it has we, obvious um, flaws. Should we do grades? I, oh, we're going to grade. I, okay. We got to wrap. Um, so if we're going to do grades, we're going to do it rapid fire. Go. 
Uh, I give this game a six. <laughs> okay, I just want to say, I am an intern on this podcast. My views are not a lot. Okay, just making that out there. I'm giving this game a, I'm giving it eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, I, to B, I think so, it's a B so for B me. slash eight and a half, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I maybe. Anyway, so we've gone way too long. <laughs> uh, thank, thanks for listening to our thanks premiere. For, thanks for listening to the premiere for two hours. There's going to be plenty of goddamn GameCube to go. And um, we will see you guys next time. Thanks.